What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Cuckoo Attack. This is episode 25. Oh, shoot. I didn't look that up. Hold I on. think it's 25, which would be perfect since we think... are recording this on December 25th. Merry Christmas, oh, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Very much belated because it will take me a while to love like this. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Yeah. So I'm Chad well, Nambrock. With me, as always, Patrick Hughes here. And we have special guest who is likely going to be a regular on the podcast these days. Oh, yeah. I am Sadish. Sadish <laughs> is in the house. So um, it, it took twenty. <laughs> yes, no, everybody's in their house actually. So <laughs> you won't see him in the video version, but you will hear him. He will be here. In my jammies. I am not appropriate for the internet. <laughs> <laughs> what is appropriate for the internet? <laughs> but uh, yeah, if uh, if you like our banter, you can find us on all podcasting platforms. Uh, for the most part, we're on Anchor FM, um, which goes out everywhere. So check us out. And if you check us on YouTube, you'll see nice little video clips that I add in. So. So go ahead and check out if you like to see what we talk about. That's <laughs> what you get to look forward to. So this is our first episode since July of this past year. There is a lot our of first, stuff we yeah, haven't talked about. Normal podcast we haven't done. Yeah. So, uh, so there's a lot of news. A lot of news. Well, uh, a lot of news. Yeah, we'll try to get through this stuff pretty quick. Um, or, when I say a lot of news, we'll talk about what we care about. So... <laughs> Don't worry, it won't be too much. It'll be a lot of Nintendo, because me and Chad are Nintendo nerds. And then we got Sadish here with the with the PlayStation scoop. No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that? Oh, All right. a, lot of, a lot of pressure. Yeah, well, whatever. You're the PlayStation guy who who won sure. our Fantasy League. He, he won yeah. the Fantasy League with... Uh, his draft of every uh, PS5 exclusive title and in his picks <laughs> worked out well in his favor, especially him offloading Stray to myself. Yes. And um, <laughs> uh, I shake my fist at you, but well played. <laughs> and it came down to what, 10 points, something like that? I, it was... I think last I checked, it was nine points. It was a it was very close game, close. at least between us. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I was out of this race months ago when I picked up Mario <laughs> Golf Superstar or Super Rush. Ugh. Uh, so here's the 2022. I'm to the next draft. Oh yes, it's it's going to be much more heated. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely have our uh, we'll have our draft in the next few days. So uh, probably have this podcast go up and then the draft go up or same time depends when we can record this stuff yes. and how much effort we want to put into editing usually the draft will just be a straight upload so yeah i'll put some <laughs> nice background music at least for it <laughs> so all right well i'll let you take take the lead here patrick all right since uh, i think the farthest news back that we will need to go to is uh nintendo had a direct in i think september <laughs> pretty sure it was september um but we'll just kind of skim through that. I think the one of the coolest announcements they had was a new Kirby game. Kirby and the Forgotten Land, because it is a 
3D Kirby game. Like, no one was expecting that, or maybe there were some rumors. I didn't believe them, but it happened, and I was like, oh my gosh, this looks like kind of like almost a light Kirby Mario Odyssey kind of deal. It was like ro roaming through this ruined city and stuff, and it, it just looks cool. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm totally down for a new Kirby game. Um, the last one was was pretty easy. I played the demo and was just kind of like, yeah, I'm not going to buy that, but I'm sure it'd be fun. <laughs> so yeah. um, I haven't really enjoyed a good Kirby game since like 3DS time. Robo, Robo Planet. Yeah, yeah Robo Planet. That, that one was fun. really good. Yeah. But even then, that's just like a your typical fair 2D scrolling Kirby cool combinations of powers, but it's not really ever reinventing the wheel, so that's why I'm really intrigued by this one. Um and the like use you could do for puzzles and stuff with powers in a 3D world, I think it's gonna be really cool. Was Crystal Shards was Crystal Shards 3D? Uh, it was a 2D game. It was, it was 2D. like what you call 2.5D. Gotcha. Um, I never played it, so. That's probably my favorite Kirby game still from the N64. Yeah. yeah. I've heard it's really, really good, and, and I'm it'll be on our next topic on the uh, N64 oh, yes. eventually, but. Um, that's a good segue right there. Yeah. <laughs> so. The other big announcement of that direct was Switch Online. It's finally getting something new. We all thought it was going to be Game Boy, but no. <laughs> Instead, it is N64 and Genesis games. And later learned Animal Crossing DLC. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and everyone thought it was going to be like a, a 5 to $10 increase, but no, sir. It was going to be a $50 a year for an individual or $80 family plan, which was more than double of uh, the 1999 yeah. cost up to the from the 35 dollars 20 bucks a year to 50 yeah that was, that's insane yeah pretty crazy <laughs> for for what is they that added. just because of the the new emulated games uh likely but they also tossed in the animal crossing dlc which they were selling for what 20 I believe 25 on its own dollars separately yeah so if you play animal crossing it's really kind of worth it i guess um that is really the only way I can justify, unless you really, really like these. Yeah, old but so, so what will happen if you if you uh, if you stop paying for it? If you um, no longer have access to that Animal Crossing DLC? Correct. I can give you the oh. details on Animal Crossing specifically. Yeah. Um, so the Animal Crossing DLC gives you access to this island called Happy Home Paradise. Um, where you build vacation homes and do all kinds of cool stuff to build homes for your animals and stuff. Um, but yeah, if you unsubscribe from it, you lose access to that island, but you do retain all the skills and stuff that you learn on that island. So, because um, you learn like house building skills and stuff, which you can use in the main game. So if you get your fill of Happy Home Paradise and you like finish it and you're happy, you don't really have to worry about it because you keep all the stuff that you've earned from it. You just can't go to that happy home island anymore. So, and I think you could more than enjoy that content within a year's time span. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. I, I feel like if, if you're going to buy it, um, if you're going to buy the expansion or the DLC anyway, um, I think it's worth it if you had any interest in 
N64 Genesis, which got added. Um, mm. Just, you know, because if, if you don't pay for a year, I mean, they usually still have, like, the monthly options and stuff, too, so that you can buy at the store, I'm pretty That's sure. That's still, like, so. what, double Unfortunately, the price, I don't... You, said? you don't think they do that anymore? I don't think for the expansion pass they did any monthly ones. Yeah, I think okay. it was only the year plan. Gotcha. Okay. If you want an expansion pass. Yeah, you might be right. Or yeah. you just do what I did, and you join somebody's family plan. There you go. <laughs> and then you pay less <laughs> than you were paying before. So. Yeah. So the family plan can have up to eight people. Yeah. So for eighty dollars, that's really like ten bucks a person. Yeah. If they even ask for money. Some people were just cool and be like, yeah, why not? I got yeah. open slot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's uh, I thank your brother for that one. He definitely yeah. hooked me up for that. But um but yeah, I mean uh I have no interest in Animal Crossing DLC. I don't have the game anyway, but um, N64 and Genesis, um, I wanted. Um, mostly, mm -hmm. mostly, I've always said I wanted to play Banjo-Kazooie again, because um, I, I have tried Which playing it. coming out in January, coming soon. Coming soon to a Switch near you. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I have played around with it uh, very minimally. I played a little bit of Mario 64, and I played the first stage of Star Fox 64 <laughs> um, just to do that like secret, like the second path going oh, yeah, towards Andrews through the waterfall. Yeah. And the, yeah, I just did that. And um, and I did buy the N64 controller, which I have right next to me, still in the box with other Switch games on top of it. <laughs> which was the other announcement, those N64 controllers, where yeah. it was $50 each. 50 bucks each plus shipping and tax, so. Oh, or maybe maybe shipping was free. I think shipping was free, but tax. I think after tax, it ended up being like 63 bucks or something like that. <laughs> or maybe, maybe I did pay shipping, I don't know. I think it was $63, though, after. Have everything. you tried using the controller? No, it's still in the box. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have an I was curious with, with with the with those N64 games you uh, yeah, mentioned. I'll play it when when Banjo comes out probably. Um, just the fear. Yeah, the only reason I I, I played Mario and Star Fox just um, handheld. Okay. So um, that's that's all I've really done so far, and, and Mario definitely felt weird because of the button mapping. Like I know a lot of people complain about that, um, but it definitely felt a little funky with the. Um, with the uh, control scheme that, that is there, but gotcha. but you can redo it. But um, but yeah, so I mean, N sixty four to me, there's like there's about twenty good games on it. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> out of that library of about two hundred and seventy games, like yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna drip feed these out like once a month. Yeah. And it's um, definitely a small handful, but the ones that are good are very good yeah and i would agree to that too um the big story out of the launch was sin and punishment getting a u.s release because mm. that never came out in the u.s um yeah that's pretty cool but going away oh so and then with n64 as well we got paper mario in december because so it yep. launched in november we get paper mario in december and then banjo kazooie's been announced for january so um yeah they still have dates for majora's mask Mario Golf, Pokemon Snap, F-Zero, Kirby, they showed off as coming soon, yeah. but no you know dates what? yet. 
this might be one of the best ways to play Majora's Mask now that I think about it, with the quick save feature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. So if you've never played that, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I know people like the N sixty four version better. I, 3DS one. I love I the love 3DS, 3DS version. One. Yeah, but yeah. with quick saves, maybe I could give the N64 one another shot. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think the surprise out of this, though, was was really the Genesis coming to to N64, or to the Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah, um, no one saw that. No one saw Genesis. We all thought Game Boy, um, but Sega's kind of just out there taking money and throwing games <laughs> but i mean the lineup that they're releasing like right off the bat was like pretty amazing like castlevania bloodlines is known as one of like the best castlevania games in the series mm -hmm. uh, contra hardcore is another one that's massive gunstar heroes is one of the like best games on genesis musha yeah. musha is a shooter that's like extremely expensive on the on the genesis um <laughs> Shinobi 3 is one of the best Shinobi games. Sonic 2 is like the definitive Sonic game outside of like Sonic and <laughs> Knuckles. Um, you can't go wrong with Streets of Rage. Um, and since then, those are just some of the. the oh, that's right. They did announce like. They five announced more. Yeah, they did a. They already did a expansion pack for December, for um, Genesis, and they released Altered Beast, which was like the original pack-in game for the Genesis. Um, Thunder Force 2. Toe Jam and Earl, which is like <laughs> Toe Jam and Earl, like I remember it as a kid being this like game everybody talked about, but like mm -hmm. when I actually tried to play it, I'm like, what the hell is this game? <laughs> it's so weird. Um, Dynamite Heady was like a really good platformer. I remember playing that as a kid. Um, and then sort of what is that? Vermilion. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but. Um, it's like an RPG or action adventure, or something yeah, like sure. that. but um, but regardless, like they they've added some really good Genesis games. If yeah. you have any interest in checking out Genesis, and I think, you have I think this, the it's Genesis games, yeah, I think they're making up for the drip feed that is N sixty four. Yeah, I mean, like even adding like Golden Axe and Echo the Dolphin. I mean, those are like staple games that came out on the Genesis back in the day. So um, it's a very good snapshot of like when the genesis came out um so that was like the big surprise and i really hope that we do get game boy eventually but i don't know if it's gonna happen yeah. at this point <laughs> it took them uh, how many years to add a new console after they did i guess they started with just nes and then what it was a year or two before snes yeah and i guess another year or two before they added this yeah so. but it'd be nice if we end up getting like you know Turbo and because that was a big thing with the Wii was that the Wii had Turbo graphics games, that was and, and people are like, that. "What the hell?" Like, like nobody had a Turbo graphics, <laughs> so <laughs> it was you know I got one back there on the shelf, but <laughs> I didn't have it as a kid. I, I knew what it was. I'm kind of curious if they'll do any more DLC, also kind of like they did with Animal Crossing, and that would be really cool because that would that would definitely make the value of the you know fifty dollars a year for an individual um stand out more mm -hmm. um like xbox is giving you your games for gold playstation gives you your ps plus free monthly games um yeah <laughs> so if you're at least getting like like hyrule warriors dlc or and the fact that this is getting close to those same price points subscription service prices you think yeah they might try to compete a little with that yeah not that n64 genesis games are cool but 
compared to what those other plans are giving. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, I got three games today from PS Plus that were all like forty dollars and up. But I mean, will I ever play them? Probably not. But yeah. might as well claim like them if, while I if, can. <laughs> if they made some Mario Party DLC, threw that in. Yeah. I would probably buy Mario Party and be like, all right, I'm in. Cool, because at least three boards and let's go. At least then you know that they're going to support the game too by yeah. doing that. So, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, but you know, I mean, Nintendo's got a, a large lineup of indie games on their console too. So I don't see why they can't just start pushing out like a free indie game every month. That'd be pretty cool too. Yeah. Even if some you own them like, like other people like. Put some snipper clips for people who never played that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, they published that too, so you'd think. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah they, that one's in the tempo one. So. That's like a perfect uh, example. And the indie mm. games I've always felt played the best on uh, on the Switch, just because of how like some of them can be kind of simple, but they're they're enjoyable. Yeah. Um, they have a really pick up and play kind of mentality. Right. They're they're made to be run on. Well, just being, you know, being oh, indie, oh, oh. Uh, they're they're not, they're not exactly what's that uh, fifty worldwide games, whatever one, like board game, tabletop. Oh, clubhouse games. Clubhouse games, yeah, that would be a great one too. I'd love that. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> Isn't there? Aren't they doing like a DLC for that game? I feel, I feel I feel I feel like I heard something about that. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking about. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I could have swore I heard something about that. Yeah. Something that would use the online, ideally, would be nice. Just because yeah. this is an online plan. So For sure. Get us to play together. Give us back, like, Mario 30, Mario 35, or, like, oh, yeah. you know, those type of games. Like, I don't know, it's kind of weird to just, like, axe that. Or give us, like, an NES remix or something. Ooh, like, those yeah. games. NES that... remix online or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Nintendo Land Online or something like <laughs> just some like little mini game thing they have would be would be pretty cool. Oh man. So, but that's uh, that's that. I mean, uh, I guess the the big issue out of that I'm sure everyone's aware of at this point is that the uh, the emulation is apparently not very good. Um, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice a little bit of lag with Mario 64 when I first fired it up. Uh, it just felt like just on the main screen when you move the little hand around to select your file, it felt so off to me. Like just just first glance, but um, but when I played Star Fox, it felt fine. I mean, I was able to you know get the secret, go to the waterfall, fight sure the boss, all that stuff. We'll it was have... no problem ability updates as it just launched so yeah so um yeah. although people are complaining about like where's my fog and stuff so yeah <laughs> i mean it's definitely interesting but it's like i don't know it's lazy i guess people people that's their argument is that it's lazy and people just say it's the roms it's the roms and and i think the big thing to know here is that like the ROM is just the game. What you see on the screen is what the emulator can do with that ROM. So, so the emulator needs to be able to be configured per ROM. Um, you know, that's out of my realm, but from the emulation I've done over the years, I know that that's how it works. Like the ROM you download or the ROM they provide you is the same ROM that's on the game. Nothing changed. 
unless they like specifically went in and like modified text or something in the in the game file but um, yeah. yeah your fog and effects that's all based on the configuration of the emulator <laughs> so, that's why n64 emulation is been garbage even in the like you know even in the like public emulation scene it's just the hardest thing from like what everyone says and that's why the accuracy is like always been hit or miss was the n64's like chipset that different yeah it was very custom and just apparently like a big pain in the developer said it sucked working on the n64 <laughs> so <laughs> like it was, it was beginning of nintendo's stubborn era yep, yeah <laughs> yeah it was just like not not getting off the cartridges and everyone else like sony going to cd and then like even like the saturn was on the cd and stuff like that nintendo trying to compensate it by making like the what the dd drive or whatever it's called the, the dd drive in with, yeah in japan never came out here yeah yeah there's that's that's wasn't that supposed to have earthbound i think that's when they yeah were like experimenting making earthbound and and i think know, ocarina of time out. i think ocarina of time was originally supposed to be a dd game too mm -hmm. but but yeah they did some weird experimentation on the N64 back in the day, though. Even even other other developers were like doing weird experiments. Like I remember the story between Rare and like them trying to do Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie, and they wanted to do like exchange data between the two, and they made a stop and swap system where they wanted you to pull out the cartridge oh, yeah, and put yeah. the other cartridge at the same time. Yeah, that was something that just got and like. And Nintendo was like, no. You cannot do that. That <laughs> came like up work, in like uh, it was like an interview, like within the last year or two, that yeah. like somebody either spilled it or maybe it leaked that that was a thing, like an email or something. But yeah, that was pretty cool to hear that. Like it was really cool that what they were like trying to experiment and push the limits of that system, <laughs> this very unique system. <laughs> I could I could hear like people breaking their games constantly oh, yeah. <laughs> trying to do that that that's why it was a red flag they're like you should not do this yeah <laughs> when it like specifically tells you like do not remove the cartridge while while power is on uh, <laughs> sounds like a way to fry a fry a chip easily <laughs> so but, but yeah. yeah so that that was probably the biggest story that we did not cover switch online um they did have one other announcement in that direct uh, about a Mario movie coming out next year. They finally gave us a date for holiday next year and a cast, which was just it's absurd. <laughs> it is ignited the imaginations of everyone. <laughs> so so Mario for Brad, yeah. <laughs> I have nothing to say about it. Like, I have no issues with Chris Pratt. Like, I know everybody, like, kind of lost their... <laughs> it's not just Chris Pratt. It's just the whole cast. It's just weird, yeah. Like, Chris... Charlie Day's Luigi. Yeah. Uh, Jack Black Jack is Black Bowser. Bowser. Seth Rogen, Donkey Kong. It's, it's just... Like, unless Donkey Kong's just, like, stoned out of his mind the whole thing. Like, I do not picture Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Or maybe, though, unless he's just like... Arr! Apparently, Donkey Kong movie is after Mario. That's what they have lined up, and yeah. it will be Seth Rogen again. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's like Charles should have been Mario. Like I don't know. I mean, but at the same time, like, do you want to hear Mario talk like Mario for? Apparently, he's gonna be like, in a movie still doing surprise cameos. Probably be like know. Wario and Waluigi. Wario and maybe. Stuff. Or I've heard like the theory floating around that this is some like weird Mario origin movie, and like maybe he'll meet Mario. I don't know, like original self, or I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm, it does kind of make sense why Donkey Kong would be in this movie, like as an origin Donkey Kong arcade game. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. I would love it if they were able to somehow stick John Leguizamo into this movie. Yeah, <laughs> just somewhere. <laughs> if, like, if if it's like what Patrick just said, though, like the arcade origins, it's gonna be like Seth Rogen, like, hey, I just stand at the top and I throw barrels, hey. <laughs> like, just stupid, like. Like a weird Wreck-It Ralph kind of deal. Yeah, exactly. Like a really, really like stoned Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> That's not entertaining to me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, I, I'm, I'm in regardless of who's casted. I'm gonna watch it. Doesn't necessarily mean I'll like it, but I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. I love the memes that have spawned from this. Like people just making up casting choices for other characters that might be in the movie. Like. You put Whoopi Goldberg as Birdo, or just like I don't know. <laughs> There's what's funny is that now you've got like because of the Chris. Because no one of, can tell if it's real or fake. Yeah. Because it's Chris Pratt now, and then you also hear like it was like a week after this, it was like Chris Pratt will play the voice of Garfield. And then now, anytime there's an animated movie, it's like, well, I guess Chris Pratt's gonna play the voice of this person. <laughs> so uh... it's like that that one like. You know, he has Gardens of the Galaxy, and then you've got, um, whatchamacallit, uh, the Lego movies, and now he's just the voice of everybody. Uh, I forgot he was the voice in the Lego movie. Yeah. And that's that's why he's got this, like, voice work, I guess, because there's, yeah. what, like, two or three of those, right? Yeah, it did work really well in that. I didn't mind it. Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm in regardless, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I need to see this now. I'm just... <laughs> so curious but yeah I, I thought we just at least had to mention that in this <laughs> list of news stories yeah <laughs> alright so moving on um, the last big news for Smash Brothers as of course the last Smash character was finally revealed and released along with the last wave of Me Fighters which the only one that was really worth mentioning was Doom Guy. Doom guy. <laughs> Which crushes all the hands over Doom guy being a fighter, but I'm glad he get, got in a little bit just so he can fight with Isabel now and they can actually be in the same game together. It's <laughs> kind of adorable. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm pushing aside the main t story. Sora from Kingdom Hearts is in Smash Brothers. I know no Chad does not care at all. It did nothing for me because I never played a Kingdom Hearts game. Oh my gosh! But at least I you was so happy. like Sadish has at least played Kingdom Hearts. I have never played Kingdom Hearts to this day. I still haven't, and I should because it's like like you said, I could get like all of them for like twenty bucks on PlayStation Network. <laughs> yeah, you can get the whole series for twenty bucks. It's kind of insane. Yeah. <laughs> But oh my gosh, this this was a character I've wanted in Smash since 
they had those Smash fan votes back in like we you, <laughs> which is what they said. Which is they, what, yeah, they ended up pulling it out that that was the most requested Smash character other than like, like at that time Cloud. we could not release the results for fear of people bothering the publishers, but yeah. this was. <laughs> And they didn't they say that it like the only reason it happened is because like they talked to somebody from Disney in like an elevator with like a Nintendo rep. Or I heard something. about that. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure if they actually said that or if that's more hearsay. Yeah, but... <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of kind of funny though how that would work out when, I mean, they Nintendo fied a Disney character, which is like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that that trailer was just like a swell of emotions. I was just like so happy when I heard that music and oh my gosh. And I played a little bit as him. I didn't play too much. Um, I'm not very good at him. He's very, very floaty. I was like, oh, this feels weird. <laughs> but he does also feel like exactly like Sora should be. Just that whimsical, floaty kind of Peter Pan-esque jumping around and... Oh my gosh. And I, I played mostly with him as single player and like was making up my own like little Nintendo Kingdom Hearts adventures. I was like, all right, Sarah, you're going to team up with Mario and the Mushroom Kingdom. You're going to fight a whole bunch of piranha plants. And you also have Duck Hunt as a partner. That'll be your Donald and Goofy and go. <laughs> I was just like making up my own Nintendo Kingdom Hearts and it was so much fun. That's what they'll end up doing is like a spirit battle. It'll be like, you know, that stuff. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, oh no, it was it made me very very happy, and I'm so glad that they did that. That that's that's all. Probably won't be my main character because I'm not very good at him, but I'm very happy he's in Smash Brothers. It's a perfect note to end that series on. Yeah, I think it's it's really it'll be really interesting like what Nintendo will do with Smash Brothers from now on. Um, Oh, dude, it's it's gonna be a long time before we get a new Smash game now. It's Probably gonna, like ten years, I'm guessing. It's gonna be very different too, um, just in the sense of like, yeah. like I, I don't think with the licensing and everything, I don't think they'll oh, be able to just like straight port, <laughs> you know, everybody over. It's gonna be like yeah. they're gonna like scale it back to like. Maybe they're re- gonna have to like reboot it and redefine it just so yeah. it can stand apart from this because they will never be able to match that again yeah unless that's that's the plan and now we're just gonna get more powerful switch iterations as it goes on backwards There's compatible very... with all switch games that is the only thing i could see is them doing like a deluxe version with like everything in one package with the dlc but well what i'm getting at is that like you know if nintendo if nintendo releases like if everything's just the switch nintendo switch Mm -hmm. um then your older games will still work and they'll just still sell that one copy of smash forever i mean (laughs) like because it's got everything in it with mario kart 8 for the past nine years right so So. and that that, that's why i think it'll be like a decade before we see a new smash game (laughs) yeah so i mean mario kart 8 got the the luxury of like you know it had the wii u (laughs) and true yeah so I, i almost feel like smash ryu and smash ultimate is just like an expansion yeah they feel like the same game pretty yeah, much yeah. with a little story mode sprinkled in mm. <laughs> where's my target battle mode i love that melee 
the target challenges are so much fun. Yeah. It is kind of bittersweet, <laughs> but that's that's the end now. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh that's that's my biggest like want to know, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> is what happens next but uh i really should yeah. play more smash i haven't played smash and you still need to finish just unlocking the characters i haven't unlocked everybody and i haven't even played that game probably since like 2019 yeah so it's been a while because <laughs> we usually just play in person and we haven't been in person in a while that is true <laughs> that is true we used to play in person a lot so yeah but so you touched a uh, little bit on the Animal Crossing update. Yes, I can. I can discuss a little bit more. I won't go into too much detail because I may or may not talk about it again towards the end of this podcast with our top five games of the year played. Spoiler, but um, <laughs> so Animal Crossing had their final major free update i believe is the wording so yeah um maybe they'll have a few small like minor updates but this is the last like big push that they're giving away for free and that came out on november 5th and it was a big update it had brewster's cafe was the big one that everybody was clamoring for so now you get your pigeon milk and your coffee and the museum it's wonderful did you just say pigeon milk in your coffee? That is a fact, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he asks you if you want pigeon milk in that, and you say absolutely or ew, gross. <laughs> and then if you say yes, I'll add a little pigeon milk and you ah, refreshing. Anyways, um <laughs> There's also gyro warriors, which are awesome. They actually look really cool in this version. They're like more tiny and customized now there's like all types of shapes and colors it's really cool they make all sorts of weird sounds and like blow bubbles and weird effects um and uh captain the fishing captain is back he's a little kappa uh those little like japanese mythical creatures with the water and if you don't know yeah uh he takes you on mystery island tours which is really cool it's, it's, it's kind of cool um Kind of very similar to like your normal island tours but now you get like more special islands which is fun actually i saw one that was really cool today my mom was playing um and all of a sudden it went from like daytime to nighttime and she got to like a starry like shooting star island and then when she like hit the rocks on the island little star bits were coming up in like rainbow colors it actually looked pretty cool <laughs> I had never seen that. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> um, there's so much more. There's a Harv Highland kind of expanded. So now there's a market, which I really like, mainly because you can now like recruit uh, Crazy Red onto that island. And now you have more chances to get paintings. And now I can like finish my museum because I have a few extra opportunities a week now to get what I'm looking for. Uh, they added farming, they added cooking, new KK songs, there's just like so much stuff, so I could go on and on, but, and that was all free. Um, and then of course, what we alluded to before was the Happy Home Paradise DLC, which is $25 if you don't have the expansion pass or free with the expansion pass. 
and that lets you design vacation homes for your islanders um as well like learn new home design skills like uh, adding pillars and counters and eventually if you get far enough you can redesign your islanders homes on your main island which i am really looking forward to because my island's kind of based off Windfall from Wind Waker, so I kind of want to redesign people's houses to look like the shops in Windfall, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if I get to that point eventually. But it was very successful in sucking me back in. Like, after putting 500 hours in that game, I did not think I would play any more of it, and yet I'm right back into it, and I'm enjoying every minute of it, so. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't played... A minute of that game. <laughs> You're not tempted even with your expansion pass now, but nah. dip your toe. <laughs> nah. Maybe if it came with it, like you know what I mean. Like if the expansion pack allowed me to just download it and play the whole it, game. Oh like yeah, I'm not gonna go buy that game. It's not gonna happen. But if it was like included fully with it, then maybe I'd play it for a little <laughs> bit. But I don't know. Gotcha. Just doesn't. But yeah. That's all the new stuff. I'm gonna, I'll stop there just because I might mention it a little more, but I won't try to talk too much about it then either because you've already heard me talk a lot right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I but that, that should cover all of our Nintendo news at least. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, there's, you know, there hasn't really been that much. Um, Everybody was really looking forward to the Game Awards for an announcement as like the final, you know, announcement of the year. Because really, after Metroid Dread and the expansion pack, there was like nothing else on the plate. And, um, you know, we were kind of waiting to see what that final. Well, I guess like you had, um, what was the other big game they had? Uh, Shin Megami Tensei was like the other. Like, yeah, that was they a were, big release. They, they, yeah, they were pushing yeah. that a lot, but um, that's it. We haven't really had anything else. Like, Metroid Dread was the holiday game for Nintendo Switch this year. And it kind of ended up being that way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I will say that it did kind of work out for me. I was at um, Walmart yesterday. Um, I ran in to go get a gingerbread house because I slacked and didn't <laughs> buy it. And uh, I always go walk by the games, and I was sitting there, and some guy was in there on the phone, and he's like, what's the game called? Dread? <laughs> and I was like, Metroid Dread's right there, sir. And, he, and he's like, oh, I found it. <laughs> like, you know, grabbed it. So, so people are asking for it, which is cool, you know. That is cool. It has, you know, broken the streak of poor we selling Metroid games and is now like the best selling Metroid game probably because of the Switch effect but yeah, yeah. oh it is, it is a fantastic game I mean I know yeah. you, your your take differs a little bit I but, like uh, yeah. but I mean I, I loved it I mean it was also one of the first games of the year that I was able to kind of play and force myself to play and get into and um, <laughs> and you know based on my gameplay record it said it said i beat it in like 10 hours 11 hours but the nintendo switch like annual summary said that i played it for like 24 hours which is kind of weird so <laughs> i don't know i don't know so i thought we'll you died a lot or repeated sections a lot or I something did i did die a lot and then i did go back to 100 percent it and get all mm -hmm. the items and stuff so so who knows
2021, um, just there was no Nintendo news. <laughs> yes, they were very quiet, <laughs> as in nothing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely nothing other a few, than a few uh, sizzle reels, and that was it. Sizzle reels of like games that we already knew about. Um, yeah. And then even like you know, Breath of the Wild two being yeah. called the sequel to Breath of the Wild still. <laughs> When, um, when when I saw that Sizzle Wheel and Zelda pop up, I was like, oh no. They're not going to show that trailer. They're not going to show anything. <laughs> they also, didn't they announce, since the last time we talked, wasn't Breath of the Wild 2 confirmed as a 2022, like a 2022 game? I think since yeah, the last podcast. Yeah, I think they gave us that date. And, and since then, they have been sticking to that date they're like it's coming now 2022 so yeah cross your fingers it, it's coming yeah it's <laughs> it'll be here um that was like the big pick in our fantasy league last yeah. year and i think Question that'll is, be is, the... who will be bold enough to pick it or <laughs> and or counter pick it yeah we all we all know how a zelda release date <laughs> has about as much yeah. merit as, we also know nothing. how sweet it will be when it does score yeah so a big uh, one. So Game Awards had multiple trailers, uh, you know, for a lot of mostly Sony and Xbox games. Um, even then, like nothing really stood out from what I. A, a lot of it seemed like just the same trailer after trailer. It was like shooting aliens, just like <laughs> okay, next. All right, same again. Here's another weird sci-fi game. Okay. <laughs> um, the I think well, there were a few things. The, yeah. the the first thing they showed that we don't have here on the list um, that interests me was the Sonic Two movie trailer. Oh, that's okay. Um, definitely interested in seeing that. That was actually the last movie I saw in theaters before uh, COVID nineteen closed everything down. So. Uh, me and Sadish actually went and saw that. So was that? Have you been to the movie since Sadish, or was that still your last your last movie? I I don't remember <laughs> because I think because we saw that in like February or March. It was it was whenever yeah, it was the weekend yeah, it came yeah. out. So yeah, I mean the two of us started seeing a lot of movies together. So so I'm gonna say yeah. I think that may have been the last movie I saw yeah. before the whole lockdown happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we got the trailer for that. That's coming out. Uh, that's next year, right? May and May, or is, was it May again? I don't it, remember when it was. It's definitely next year. Though. Yeah, yeah, I remember it was next year. It's gonna be interesting with the uh, Idris Elba as Knuckles. Yeah, it's, that's, that's, a, that's that's such a weird voice cast, but I can see it sort of because Idris Elba is actually a pretty funny guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh. I'm not exactly 100% sure if his voice is that iconic. I mean, when he speaks, it's pretty iconic, but I don't know if he's going to be using any different accent or anything, or I'm not even sure if he's done any voice work prior to it. I haven't done any cartoons yet, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's interesting because, like, they showed, like, a lot of stuff in this trailer, um that you can like directly correlate to the games like mm-hmm. sonic you know, like on top of the airplane that 
Tales is flying and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, Chaos Emeralds, Chaos Emeralds, and and stuff like that. And like, it's it's cool. It, it kind of threw me off because I'm sitting there thinking like, that's the beginning of Sonic Three when when Sonic's standing on top of the plane <laughs> and and Tails is flying it. And see Sonic Two. I'm like, it's Sonic Two. Uh, but you know, whatever. It's that's fine. It's a movie. <laughs> But it's just uh, that that makes me laugh though. But it, I think it's cool though. Like you know, they've they did a really good job with the first one. I think it was a lot of fun. Um, I think this one will be an even bigger fan service, just because of how well the first one did. Um, you know, even the directors or whatever came out and said straight up like, you know, thank you for your feedback. We got the movie right. Blah 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 <laughs> and stuff like that. So I saw um, a funny joke about like what Tails would have looked like if they had kept Sonic looking how he was and it was like the hyper-realistic uh, fantastic <laughs> Mr. Fox just like, like with the uh, eyes just <laughs> yeah, I was just like uh. <laughs> that would look really weird yeah um, so yeah no, I'm looking forward to that for sure um, but then like the next big thing they showed was the new Sonic game that's coming out that is easily dubbed as Sonic Breath of the Wild Sonic <laughs> from, Breath of the Wild it's from the trailer it looks so good it's called Sonic Frontiers for those wondering but yes <laughs> like just the fact that there's like structures in the game that stand out in the world that just they're like half pipes that are like ruined with vines wrapped around them and just like twisted kind of churning architecture yeah it just looks really long bridges and just fields of flowers to run through and just oh and and that's the whole thing of like you know patrick and i have talked about this in the last couple weeks is just like sonic games are always hindered by the fact that you run so fast you hit a wall or you run so fast you can't see where you're at and yeah, you know yeah. just having that's why i never liked sonic games it's just and that's kind of so the... counterintuitive to the speed what is the game and that's kind of the way i remember like sonic adventure being too a little bit i mean it was definitely better as like the first 3d take i mean i love sonic adventure on dreamcast i haven't played it <laughs> since 99 though like since 1999 <laughs> i've never played it again um but i remember really really enjoying it but but it did have i do remember a couple of those issues where like the camera would like turn real quick and then sonic turns and you're running the other way and it just you know sonic's I mean, not that, like that was his fixed... first attempt at 3d right that yeah yeah i mean sonic adventure was great i mean i like i said oh, i loved every minute of it but um but having like a free open world like if that's what this is like based on what it's, it's called like, sonic yeah. frontiers is the name as we didn't say that but um it looks it, it looks it, it really captured cool. like so many shots that are like breath of the wild ish <laughs> like the music even and just oh my gosh it had that like cell shaded look to it too it was like the, every game's like starting to do and that then, and then the trailer <laughs> ended with a like giant behemoth that he was about to like obviously like have to run up and attack and stuff and just yeah, oh. yeah i'm looking forward to, to seeing more about that and and deciding on if that's you know something worth grabbing or maybe it comes to game pass <laughs> we'll see yeah that that was definitely the coolest trailer to me of the whole award show yeah and that was one of the first too it was like one of the earlier things they should yeah it was pretty early and then they um, uh 
they finally showed us more of the Cuphead Delicious Last Course, aka yeah. DLC. <laughs> um, getting a release date of June, and um, I actually forgot about that DLC <laughs> until like I, I we were watching. I did forget a little. Like it was in the back of my mind, but I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you end up buying Cuphead? Oh yeah, on Switch. You did. Okay. Did yeah, you yeah. did you end up beating it again? And I did beat it. You yeah. did beat it again Honestly, on Switch. I played on solo on Switch because you and me played it co-op on, on Xbox. Xbox. Yeah, because I was gonna say I wasn't sure if you beat it or not, so I was gonna say that you know we definitely, uh, regardless, we definitely have to try to to do the the DLC together. Yeah. Because I definitely you and me will do the co-op, and I'll probably buy it still on Switch just to yeah. play by myself. I definitely yeah. feel like because I bought it on Switch too, and um, played it solo, but I definitely feel like the DLC is is more difficult <laughs> or not not dlc just the solo play version. the solo play is more difficult oh, or no so, yeah sorry sorry easier than co-op co-op's definitely harder from from the way it felt yeah yeah co-op just has more chaos on the screen yeah like, even though you can like save each other from dying it's just like what's going on <laughs> yeah i mean i remember there was times where you, you came over and we spent like an hour and a half and beat like one boss <laughs> and yeah. it was like oh my god <laughs> I feel like they might also give the bosses more health because there's two of you or something. I don't yeah, know. there's definitely some sort of um, like balancing that goes yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. So, Sidish, have you played Cuphead at all? I have not. Oh my god, oh, so good. We need to get Sidish's <laughs> no. Cuphead action. I I've never been a fan of the of the bullet hell genre. Yeah. Uh, even even like in the old, I played some Sega genesis games that are like that i i can't keep track mm -hmm. <laughs> um i've watched uh patrick play some of these bullet hell games and i just don't understand well i've watched both of you play those bullet hell games and <laughs> i i just don't understand at all how how you do it it to uh, me it's just like it's just noise that's all I see, just noise. It's just, it's like, it's just trying hell? to steal my quarter. That's all it's doing. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it wants to get paid. <laughs> I definitely do have some capacity, depending on how much bullet hell, but Cuphead, I just, I fight through it because it's so gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, that, that art style, it's just so unique, and they did yeah. such a good job with it. I mean, they... Like, I don't even get mad if I die because it's, like, a giant ton of the moon shooting lasers. I'm just laughing, and I'm like, okay, this is amazing. <laughs> well, I think the best is when you, like think you're doing better and then like you get to like that second phase of the boss and it just like completely destroys you and you're like what yeah. didn't even expect it <laughs> like like it just like the person just turns into like a big buzzsaw and kills you and you're like what oh. <laughs> like, that, like oh, that our b boss yeah that b boss was our crux for like weeks oh <laughs> uh. Any any vertical boss just sucks. Yeah. Vertical stages are the worst. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. So, um, but you know, definitely looking forward to that to that coming out because oh, more, yeah. more Cuphead is definitely wanted. So, fantastic definitely. game. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And they they spent a lot. It seemed like on that trailer, it was a big budget trailer with like all the little claymation kind of styles. Oh yeah, it was almost like uh, it was like marionettes or whatever. Like yeah, little, like... or yeah, little doll puppet. Yeah. yeah. 
It, it reminded me of like old Christmas specials or something. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of style. And then they had the uh, they had like the uh, people singing like they were in the '30s with like the microphones that were yeah. like time. You know, they looked like they were part of that time period, and they, all the girls were wearing like dresses and like headdresses and stuff <laughs> out there dancing. Like you totally. Oh, What'd you say, Sinesh? Uh They're flappers. Oh, okay. Is that is that the term? That is the term. Okay. <laughs> this is why we have you here. <laughs> uh, from the twenties, nineteen twenties. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of why we have Sadish here, there are oh, some games that he'll probably want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> there isn't that much. So now that we're out of the Nintendo section, Sadish is here to shine. Those two are technically third party. So. It's true. It's true. <laughs> How old were the games? Uh, so there was a Star Trek Telltale game. I forget the exact name. Yes, of it. Star Trek Resurgence. Resurgence, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's being developed by. It's it's not actually a Telltale apparently. Uh, I think it's, it's being developed by former Telltale Games people. Yeah, like Dramatic they're... Labs, but it's still it's still a. Uh, it's still a. Uh, what are the Telltale like point and click adventure stuff? Uh, yeah, like, it's still like a story. Right, yeah. it's a third person choice driven adventure game. Those, and, those uh, games where your characters remember your choices, what you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what's interesting is that it's it's that it's it's a, it's its own original story. Although <laughs> we did see a. Uh, it's reusing. We, we saw Spock. Spock, yeah. Yeah, we saw Spock, which, sadly enough, is not the same without you Leonard know, Nimoy. Yeah, yeah, Leonard Nimoy <laughs> voicing him. It just, it just does not sound right. But uh, yeah, it, it it's it apparently set right after uh, the Next Generation. That makes uh, like a good, good fit for the Telltale format of Star Trek. Yeah. Movie. Apparently, it's about "quote unquote" unraveling a sinister mystery involving two alien civilizations on the brink of war. So Star Trek. Yeah. I don't even. It's interesting though because you know, with all the new Star Trek stuff that's out on Paramount Plus, uh, it's 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 crazy to see how how large their lore is. Because um, all we've known about is, you know, just the primary Star Trek universe, you know, Kirk, Picard, all that stuff. But, you know, that'll be interesting. Um, and I know I know Patrick is is interested because he's a fan of the Telltale series of games. I love all Telltale games, yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely I more than others, but they're all great, I think. I have The Wolf Among Us. That's, uh, that's my favorite. From one of the PlayStation Plus monthly games, um, oh, nice. I've been mean to and and The Walking Dead, uh, and the Batman. I heard those are really. I heard those are really good. Oh, okay. oh, okay. So yeah, uh, I I really need to start like chipping into those. I was I was always interested in the Back to the Future ones that they did. I forgot did they, they. Oh yeah, they yeah. did do that. Yeah, yeah I, I never did that, and I love Back to the Future. Like that's <laughs> like one of my i can i went to put that movie on to go to sleep like while it was on in the background and next thing you know it was like two in the morning because i watched the whole movie <laughs> i love it so it's right up my alley to play that game uh, but didn't telltale didn't they like 
fire a bunch of people or shut down or something like, like a few years ago yeah a while back um it's only recently like i think it was two years ago that they were kind of announced to be coming back like being restructured and getting some of their staff back but they're like kind of reorganizing how they do things like working with other companies so they oh, don't make the same mistakes again yeah there was something i remember they kind of got canceled they, the they, they went way yeah. too hard on like licensing before and like they pushed the not the developers to, not being able to pay people and, yeah, and stuff. Bad and, yeah. Work ethics and, yeah that's right yeah okay there's a whole bunch of stuff about that, yeah. I yeah, kind of forgot about that. <laughs> we were talking Which was about really sad because we were like, oh, we'll never get the end of a Wolf Among Us or Walking Dead, and we're like, oh, what's gonna happen? But oh, they but on on account of that, they they uh, they, they also announced a new game uh, based on the Expanse, like an actual Telltale uh, game. Yeah. yeah. Another, which is a which is a another sci-fi one but... yeah um <laughs> it's 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 one of the space opera mo- uh shows that that really hit it off i will I say they're, they're, the new engine looks really nice too that they're using much much better than what the old telltale games used to be well all the previous telltale games used um like a like a cell shaded kind of engine, right? Yeah, which it worked for certain games better than the others. Like Wolf Among Us and Walking Dead, that style fit really nicely because they're kind of graphic novel based, anyways. Uh, yeah, the Expanse one looked a little bit more like a normal kind of uh, 3D mm. engine, um, not as stylized. Yeah. So. Which makes sense considering the subject matter of the of the show, which yeah. is definitely a lot more serious. Uh, yeah, what was the other game? Star Wars Eclipse. That's right, Star Wars Eclipse. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's gonna be weird. Uh, it's 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 set it's set during the Old Republic. Which so, is what we thought it was the whole time during that trailer. Exactly. Like, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> so, so this is this is prior to you know Order sixty six, mm-hmm. um, and the Empire. Uh, they they did show what Yoda in the Jedi Council. They, I, I need to and, rewatch that. So so it, <laughs> so my guess is it's going to be on Coruscant, but yeah, the fact that it's Quantic Dream is is that's, super that's weird. Bad. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know, Quantic Dream did a uh, uh, heavy rain. Heavy rain. Uh, Beyond two souls. Yep. And uh, the most recent one was Detroit Become Human. Uh huh. So very, again, much These like Telltale, choice-driven, third-person mm-hmm. kind of games. Very um, branching narrative, v- kind of very story-heavy, and very, um, very highly like cinematic kind not not mm-hmm. cinematic so much but then like you don't get to interact but just like very right. polished. It's, it's not very um action oriented yes yeah. uh, you're, you're definitely there to to live in that world and make choices in that world which mm-hmm. is very different For from, star wars i'd games? say majority of all star wars games yeah. i mean right now i'm playing through star wars jedi fallen order and <laughs> boy that's that's all mm-hmm. about action and you know platforming and actiony stuff. Uh, 
<laughs> but yeah, originally we did think it was gonna be uh, Knights of the Old Republic, just because of well, it looked like the Old Republic, and there was so much talk about it being remastered. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like they got lots yeah, of stuff. Yeah, there's not. Yeah. yeah. And I guess the next thing, per this is a personal one for me. Uh, Witch Queen. <laughs> the next expansion for Destiny 2. Oh man, I've been waiting at waiting a long time for this. Apparently, it's there, been six we, we looked months. it up. There's been no expansions this year for Destiny. Just like it's, season. Yeah, it's stuff. just been season stuff, and it's been six months without any new content. Well, any new story-based content outside of uh, the season, you know, content updates, which are just minor, you know, seasonal activities here and there. But so you're ready. but the Witch Queen <laughs> gonna continue the story. Uh, the Witch Queen, as if anybody cares, is Savathun, the ah, yeah. third sister of of uh <laughs> not crota this guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> oryx <laughs> did, did you real quick when does that come out uh february okay so we will not see some dish starting february because <laughs> 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 he has he, he has his destiny episode or two. <laughs> he has his destiny crew that you know he he hangs out with before we can lure him in to discord for for our for our uh needs Raids precedence. Yeah. I, i've been on a i've been on a destiny cleanse for the past like a hiatus two months yeah hiatus just because we got we yeah everybody's got tired of it it's it's the same thing over and over again which you know it's a looter shooter that's what do you expect that's what happened you know what to I mean? me until what was it uh it was the the something king expansion for the first destiny the taken king the taken yeah. king i think is when i stopped playing destiny which 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 <laughs> which is is oryx okay. which is the sister well technically brother well they were originally sisters <laughs> but now they're Samathun's is still a sister and oryx was a brother but anyway, which yeah, Taken King was uh is was Oryx. Was yeah, I just I think it was sister. I Oi. think it was because I just I like I bought the expansion, had fun with it, and then it was like, hey, a new expansion, and I was like, Oh my god, I don't wanna pay for this game anymore. Like make it stop. <laughs> and then well, the um, problem, Yeah, you, you need it you need you need a fire team. That's, that's I mean, the thing with Destiny. Once you we, find yourself a fire team. No, I get that. And I and I had that. I mean, it was a point where I was basically like at like eight o'clock at night, I was getting on Destiny and we were running raids and stuff from eight o'clock until like one o'clock, like weeknights every night. And I don't, um, like I don't think you ever ran a raid, dude. No, dude, I did. We used to do this stuff constantly. Like I played hours of destiny one on xbox hours and it was just like it got to the point where i was just exhausted constantly because i was staying up late and i didn't want it because like you sign online and i'd see like the fire team was full and it was like yeah and then we'd jump in and start doing all the different raids and stuff and and it was it, it was fun don't get me wrong I had, I had a lot of fun doing it but um 
yeah, after a while, I was just like, I'm done. And then I got excited for Destiny 2 because it was on PC. That was like the whole reason I bought my like 1080 Ti. And, and then I got it and I never played it. And then now it's free <laughs> on like everything. So it's kind of like whatever. But at least I can still like jump in and, you know, play some of it. Like I know me and you, we played like a couple months ago. We played like just a little bit jumping around like the main world which i told you immediately that i i've already played this before and that was because you said they like compressed destiny one into like its own little area yeah so so yeah i mean i definitely had fun with it but it just felt so weird going back to it after not playing it forever and <laughs> other than like you know now that now that i have a playstation and you know you were playing on playstation i i'm definitely down to jump in every now and then but i can't i don't think i could ever get back into doing what i used to with that game playing it for you know four or five hours a night in the middle of the <laughs> week especially with kids now <laughs> like it's not happening unfortunately yeah it does not does not support it takes commitment <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but think... I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. All the new stuff and new content, and just to get the gang back together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's. I mean, that's that's really yeah. what it came comes down to. Like, yeah. Like it was always just like, hey guys, what's up? Ever since we jumped in, and you know, you guys start joking around with each other, and it just becomes. You know, I remember just spending hours at that Destiny One hub and hopping on that tree and stuff. Oh <laughs> yeah, made the main cave. That's true. Trying to jump up on all the tents and see yeah. if he could push somebody <laughs> off the edge of the tower, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or just go up and start serving people. That's what I love to do. Just go up to them and start pointing at them, and then start breaking out dance moves and see if they dance back. <laughs> <laughs> or if like other people were having meetings I'd walk up next to them and just stand there and they'd look at me and like what are you doing and I'd point and I'd dance right in the middle of their circle <laughs> I, I got a lot like we used to just do that for fun and that was that was towards the that was like the towards the end because it was like what else are we going to do in this game like I already have the best guns I already have like we've already beat all the raids so let's just start messing with people <laughs> Yeah. I never got into PvP or anything, so. But. Uh, that's cool. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, that was that was pretty much the game awards, <laughs> at least from <laughs> the view of these three jokers. But uh, I guess like one thing we don't have on here, real quick, if you wanna if you wanna get into it, was um, they had the the indie world direct. Yeah, uh, it was pretty recent. About a week uh-huh. ago. Um, just one like I guess there's two things that stood out and that was the what was that the seas of uh, what was that game called it was the the Corona Trigger Star of Seas Seas of Stars something like that I'll I'll double check real quick that looks cool music composed from composer of uh, Corona Trigger it's like a spiritual successor of Corona Trigger which is cool um the last one we had was I Am Setsuna, which I was really stoked to play, but then yeah, everybody said it's a sea of stars. Yeah. Yeah, so um thought that looked really cool. And then and it's from the makers of the Messenger. Um, yeah, I did not realize that. Yeah, it's like it's supposed to be a prequel to the Messenger. Yeah, so the Messenger is 
awesome and the dialogue in that game is fantastic so if they're doing an all-out rpg like i could see a lot of very mm-hmm. like very good dialogue coming out of this game um i love that that messenger so good um that game looks gorgeous i, I will agree and I had heard about it before because it, it it was a Kickstarter project. So, okay. but it's cool to see like progress of it. It looks it looks great. I yeah. can't wait for that one. So, looking forward to that. And then I'm also looking forward to since you're talking about adventure games, point and click like Telltale games. I'm looking forward to Locomotive, which is like a traditional a like Lucas <laughs> Art style point and click adventure. Um, takes place on a train trying to solve a mystery like murder mystery stuff like it, it yeah it's right up my alley i'm in yeah. i'm in <laughs> i'm in for that one so um just wanted to mention those two games real quick uh, yeah. since that's something if i that if i were to give one recent. shout out in that indie direct i will real quick shout out to chicory a colorful mm-hmm. tale it deserved way more than just a sizzle reel i don't know <laughs> I guess they couldn't afford a spotlight in that indie direct, but um, <laughs> apparently that's been many people's like favorite game of the year on many people's list. Um, it came out earlier back in June on I think PlayStation and PC. So to see that come to Switch, I was very excited. I will very much like be picking that up in the near future. So unfortunately, that means it did not make my top games of the year list because I did not get a chance to play it yet. But <laughs> it will get a a wish list honorable mention here. Ten minutes into this recording um which isn't too bad so uh top five games 2021 are we ready, are we ready? Right. should we start with any honorable mentions if you had too many games or are you good um we can if you have something i mean like i'll just state it right I know, here i know some of us had a few maybe we can limit it to one or two if you don't have many though yeah um myself didn't really have a lot of opportunity to, to game this year um <laughs> i and and the way we do this is not like best games of the year per se it could just be the oh, best. Yes. it's just the best games we've played that came out we've this year. played this year so it could have come out of in the previous year it could be a really old game but yeah just something that we've, we played this year. something that we've never played until this year yeah. is how i'm looking at it at least for my list um and really for me i guess like we'll we'll talk about some of my games that i didn't pick um and your guys picks <laughs> so um no i think i'm good but you guys go ahead if you okay. have anything um honestly most of my honorable mentions are probably on your list as well uh uh being games like uh i know chad's very high on this but metroid dread 
I had a lot of fun with it, but it didn't make my top five. But it is a very good Metroid game. Like, the boss fights in that game are phenomenal. Um, and, yeah, it, it was just a lot of fun to play from start to finish. And then, uh, I must have been on a Metroid kick this year because <laughs> Castlevania Symphony of the Night was also a great game. I loved the world building of that game. And, like, it just had a great sense of humor. So, um, that was a great game. And the only other shout-out I'd give, because I've also really enjoyed co-op games this year, Operation Tango was a lot of fun, which I played with Zadish. And, um, we have to play the DLC. Well, we need to play the DLC, definitely. Yeah. I, think, I think that will actually be a lot of fun, because not that the game wasn't challenging, but it kind of... Once you played a level once, you kind of knew what to do. It kind of took out the surprise of it. But... Playing those levels the first time was so much fun. Like, it definitely is a game. If you like co-op games, to play with someone. So. And it's an asymm uh, oh, asymmetrical asymmetric gameplay. So, uh, <clears throat> the fact that so, you have, like, so you can always, so you can manage the role. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, like, a totally different game. And it's a game it, that required a lot of communication, yeah. which is great for a co-op game. It's so. also great for those that, whenever you guys get into an argument, <laughs> and then you swap, and then then that person uh, experiences that's that what same frustration, <laughs> and then and then you're like, see, see, I told you. Yeah, but I, I won't I won't drag on too many of these games because I'm pretty sure both these people are going to be mentioning them. So, but those are my honorable mentions. That sounds funny because that just sounds like Portal Two when I'm like, you know, I can't do it. What do you mean you can't yes. do it? Come over here and do it. You go back to their side and be like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Portal 2. Yeah. Portal 2 is yeah, awesome. I, I wish about it. I wish I wish we could play those games like the three of us. Like I wish there was a three player like mod yeah. or something. That'd be awesome. But yeah. um, I oh, so we're doing honorable mentions, right? A few honorable mentions if you have any. I know I think you All right. Um So I think uh so a game that I just recently quote unquote finished, it's a looter shooter also. Outriders. Uh, that's uh, initially it did not interest me at all um again look like another destiny clone kind of or borderlands kind of clone you know everybody like another you know destiny killer and whatnot but anyway uh i i, I played it recently because it was for sale or really cheap um wasn't it like one of the free games on ps plus or uh no, it wasn't free. I paid oh, for it. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um and for what it was, it it should not have as as good a story as it did. Now, I don't know if if it's because I'm coming from, you know, Destiny's storyline for, you know, a shoot, looter shooter. Uh <laughs> but yeah, it's story captivated me for a long time and uh and it really it really surprised me um the end of it for me felt lacking but i mean we'll, we'll have some lacking endings in our list but continue <laughs> but, but that, i think that that can't that was more for me because i yeah. i was expecting it to be you know um yeah, you know, it's to, to provide itself with a satisfactory ending for what it was, but I mean, 
after speaking to my friends who, who also were playing it, they had certain points that they made about the ending, which which I can understand. I'm tr I'm really trying not to you know spoil anything here, <laughs> or give away of how the ending happens or you know what happens there. But yeah, uh, surprisingly for for what it, for a looter shooter, it had a very good uh, story. Uh, I was not expecting you know for what it happened like just halfway through it, like it just like flipped. It was like what the hell just happened? Kind of plot. Um, yeah. So that that was one honorable mention another one uh was into the breach which is a um a tactical roguelite yeah, by the makers of uh, ftl yeah everybody yeah. that that game's highly regarded for you know like yes. tactical that, game, that yeah. game is like pure game design yes like, yeah <laughs> it is it is um if you played ftl it, it first off it is nothing like ftl uh, this is a tactical game where you have your you have your max, you have your three max, each doing its own special kind of attack, and you know you have to move them around a grid, and they have their own specific types of moves and whatnot, and it is turn based. So you're killing it's strategic. me. It is tactical. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very uh, fun. The unique the, part about it is the fact that they convey the enemy's moves they tell you exactly what the enemies are about to do right so so you can so you have to plan out exactly what you're doing and you can move your enemies around based on your attacks um or just attack them straight out mm -hmm. it, it 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 definitely makes you think about how you want to use your your max whether you want your max to actually just take the damage instead of having the damage befall the the city which mm -hmm. could cause you know how you issues down the line like how you can make them work together or make the yeah. enemies even work against each other like have exactly. an enemy yeah. an enemy yeah. you can you can move your enemies around based on the attacks that you have yeah. uh yeah, it's it's very fun. The music is amazing, amazing. <laughs> the the composer they have, the the makers of FTL and and Into the Breach. We were is, giving some high praise for just yes, honorable mentions even, here. Even um, even FTL's <laughs> FTL's soundtrack is amazing. Um, I don't know if if I I know Patrick very much enjoyed Into the Breach's soundtrack. It, one of the songs made it onto my holiday ambience 2021 this year. So. Uh, yeah, I have, to, I have to get Patrick to listen to the FTL soundtrack as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, I should. And uh, I guess uh, just to keep it short, the last one we'll mention I have is Gardic Phone. Because, Garden. yeah, because if you, it's it's a, remember, Patrick, I mean, it's, it's basically. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's this, it's, this it's a telephone, but with drawings. Oh, the web thing that we we played that yeah. a couple times. Yeah, I think, right? yeah. For for free for this free is like the, online uh, game. illustrations, the board. Yeah, thing. for a free online game, it is a lot of fun. Just just for you know for your you know yeah. lockdown friends to just hang out on Discord and just to goof off. For a free version, it was very. 
efficient, capable, and did yes. the job. Yeah, we got Telestrations is like one of my top like party games I would recommend to anybody. Like for real. Yeah, we should definitely get back into some of those games. We kind of like at the beginning of like lockdown stuff, we all like got real hard into that. It was like every Friday, Saturday night we were on yeah. Discord playing those games. I mean, they get, to start that again. They got old after a while, but uh, I mean, it's it's been a long time. And... Winter's a good time for that. So yeah, we really should start that back up. Yeah, for sure. So maybe maybe we can get something going. Um, I don't know what we've got going on at the moment for New Year's, but uh, we did play some. I think the last time we all joined up together was a, we played Among Us on New Year's, I think so, and yeah. then watched the Animal Crossing ball drop. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So I don't know what we got going on, but yeah, maybe we can get something going. All right, so now we can go on to the actual top five games we played this year. <laughs> Who wants to start? Um, so how do you want to do this? You want to just do number fives? We just do all our fives. Yeah, across we each the... do one number five, and then each do a number four. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, you want to take it away? All right. My number five game I played this year. Which hopefully I won't talk too long about it because you already talked to me a little bit about it. But surprisingly, it was Animal Crossing <laughs> New Happy Home Paradise. <laughs> because I did not expect to enjoy it as much as I did. But I really did find something very therapeutic and zen like just designing homes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I feel so relaxed about it. I get like so engaged putting all the details in and then seeing the end result is so satisfying as they do their slow pan shots and they're like "Ooh, look at your wonderful home you just made is that your <laughs> is that your pirate ship house or was that something something different oh my pirate ship was from the whole past year like gotcha. playing that game yeah <laughs> which is amazing don't get me it's, wrong it's pretty awesome <laughs> not gonna lie <laughs> but i will say about happy home paradise i really like is the ease of the tools they give to make these homes now like they give you access to all these furniture and you can just like pick in place and you don't have to worry about like buying or owning it it's just like go ahead have fun go all out whatever and it's actually designed really well to like not be overwhelming like they give you a little bit at a time introducing new skills and new ways to decorate and there's a lot to it. Like, I'm still discovering. I'm very early into it compared to what my sister and my mom, they went way hard. My mom's already built, like, 100 vacation homes. I'm like, my gosh. <laughs> I'm, like, 15 houses in. But, um, yeah. And they actually have little cute story moments, too. Like, there's this uh, manatee that, like, sells furniture to you. He's, like, very quiet. And then, like, as you get into the game, he, like, starts talking to you to more and talks to you about like nature and stuff and you like sit on a log by the ocean and just talk to each other as you stare at the ocean waves and it was like really sweet <laughs> i did not expect that um so yeah i think if you play it too hard it might get a little annoying like the themes might start to repeat but if you kind of pace yourself out i find it's been very just chill and just happy and i've been having a lot of fun with that so I think it's going to definitely get my buck worth for this expansion pass. Like, I'm enjoying it a lot. I think I've already put in 100 hours back into Animal Crossing, so... <laughs> nice. Uh, good job. Uh, happy Home Paradise. You 
I did not think I would like an interior decorating game just solely based off that, but I do. It's fun. You got me. That's funny. Um, all right, so I'll go um, next, I guess. Um, Patrick and I just played this game. We played uh, It Takes Two, which was your Game Award Game of the Year for 2021. That was the surprise winner. <laughs> that was the surprise winner. I guess we should have talked about that in the last segment. We didn't talk about the winners. Okay, so uh, bit, yeah. yeah, but it's uh, yeah, it's all good. Um, so we can watch our reactions if they need that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, we uh, we we ran through this. Uh, took a little longer. I guess it took us what two weeks just because my schedule. I was a little busy at some point. Yeah. But um, but it was pretty short. I mean, we, we did it in like three sessions, I think, three or four sessions. We sat down and, and knocked it out. But um, yeah. co-op game, um, you have to play it co-op. There's there's no like way out of that. <laughs> um, unless you're like sharing like, controllers. Two people. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, did not expect to like the game as much as I did. Um, Patrick and I just kind of got into it and um, loved every minute of it for the most part. Uh, there's there's a lot of humor in the game. Um, once, I was laughing a lot. Yeah, yeah, we we were all laughing like both of us were were laughing really hard at a few scenes in the game. One scene in particular, which we don't want to spoil because it's just so good, and Sidish yeah. hasn't played it yet. Um, yeah, I, I really it's it's hard not to say it because it's so good. But yeah, yeah we sh- we'll keep it. Let's just say we kept referencing that scene the rest of the game. You're like, remember yeah. that time? <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just a, it was a fun game. It was never like there was definitely like some frustration sometimes, but it was like, but it wasn't like. I'm trying to think how to say this. Like it wasn't. It was, it was very forgiving. It was very forgiving, like, exactly. Like like yeah. you die, you you respawn pretty close to where you died. Um, most of the frustration was more of like towards the end of the game. Some of the Almost enemies some of the were. Yeah. Some of the enemies were a little a little more like difficult to fight, or they were just like enemy spawning. You know, like just coming in waves, and it was hard to kind of you know dodge the attacks and stuff. But um, <laughs> but, although part of that could be at times we forgot the dodge button but yeah i did that a lot too <laughs> but but the game was just like it was very casual it was very chill um and i just loved every minute of the gameplay um there's many games throughout the game that patrick was just completely <laughs> destroying me in until at least like, for the first half of the game about the yeah. first half of the game i don't think i won one mini game and we found 16 of the like how many 25 i, I think, think there are 25 mini games yeah, yeah so we found about 16 of them i think and and I'd say towards the end, I started winning most of them, but I think yeah, the the, the big loser for me was was chess. <laughs> I just gave up immediately because I hate chess. They programmed the whole the real version of chess. Yeah, yeah chess is and, and they like force you to actually make the move. You can't just like set yourself up to fail. They like force you to avoid the. Uh, they force you They're to avoid the. Chad the how not to lose. You're yeah, like, no, I was I like, lose. I was like, I want to lose. I don't want to play this anymore. Um, <laughs> But now it takes two was was really really fun. If you like co-op games, that's it's a absolute play. Um, and like I said, like we we just had a lot of fun too. Like commenting like the the story is about you know two parents that are getting divorced and you know they show you in the trailer like the little girl basically trying to get them to stay together. Um, but throughout the game, there's cutscenes to the little girl and 
like it's <laughs> it's pretty absurd once you play it you'll kind of <laughs> realize it but uh yeah patrick what, and i what, were what, what are you doing Come on, come on. Yeah, it's like, come on, girl, you're old enough to know better. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, we're just, like, making up dialogue for it, so it was, it was pretty funny. Uh, um, but, no, I had a lot of fun playing that, and like I said, like I, I didn't get a lot of chance to play a, a lot of games this year, so um, so this definitely was very enjoyable for as casual as it was. It probably took about 10 hours, maybe, if that. And, um, yeah, that's why it makes my list at the bottom but still <laughs> worth worth playing a lot of fun probably should have gone probably could have put it a little higher honestly but um but the ending was a little meh to me yeah a little um, little safe yeah very very safe kind of expected or, or, or as crazy as the game was the ending was just like oh yeah i guess you really were just going for that the whole time <laughs> yeah, so it, it's it's definitely worth playing though for sure. Um, I could see like, yeah, if you like co-op games, definitely play it. Um, yeah, just good. A lot a lot of fun two-player puzzles. You have to collaborate together to make things. Collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it definitely it definitely does a great job as far as um, you know making you play together. Because it takes two. Yes. <laughs> so, Sadish. Give oh. us your number five. <laughs> oh, an order? I have no order of these. Okay. Or right. just pick a, a, a yeah, number. Yeah, I'm just going to go from the list I have. Give us uh, a game. Yeah, um, I guess I'll start with Tabletop Simulator. All right. Yeah. Uh, another co op game. If you choose to. If you choose to play co-op board games. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Patrick and I have been playing that almost every time we're together online and Chad's not available. And and honestly, guys, <laughs> after watching you play that button game the other night, I, I kind of want in on this. Because <laughs> honestly, I want to play that game with you guys. It looked fun. <laughs> uh, I think it was called Patchwork. Yeah, that yeah. That one that we're playing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was that looked fun um, after I watched you guys and kind of figured out what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> we that was actually our first uh, playthrough of that game. Yeah, we were but, learning it that yeah, night. So. Yeah, we were learning. But one of the primary, I'd say, staples would be Splendor, which Patrick actually has now, right? I did actually buy that after. You know, that, that's the kind of nice thing about tabletop simulator. I kind of view it almost like as a demo tool for board games and if yeah. i like it enough i will go out and buy it <laughs> yeah. it's 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 the workshop has a lot of games in it um so you so you can download whichever ones you want <laughs> uh yeah and another game that patrick and i used actually play quite a bit was is castle wars oh yeah, yeah that's, that's a fun game that is definitely not it's so dumb, but it's, it's so like dumb. fun. <laughs> it's it's random. It's so uh, luck based. Yes, <laughs> it is very luck based. Which one was and, this? I'm uh, oh, sorry, I, I wasn't paying attention for a second. Uh, Castle Wars. <laughs> okay, Castle. Yeah, yeah, I watched you guys play. Uh, you might have seen that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are little castles oh, and like battering rams that go across, and you knocked down my wall, you jerk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. I remember watching. We you guys steal do. each other's resources yeah. and like set up. Oh, because you know when a player hasn't 
made any major moves for a while that they're they're stocking up. What are you, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you exactly. Doing? There's 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 a stress there because you're like, <laughs> what are you doing? You're you're gearing up for some major attack. So so usually like, I know Patrick does this. So I'll I'd try to like steal his resources or like hinder him somehow. Ugh. Yeah, that the yeah. tabletop simulator is a lot of fun. Yeah. That's because of just because of the wide variety of games you can play on it. And the fact and, that um, you can do it online. Yeah. yeah. And if you have VR, you could, you know, it's oh, that's, that's playable right. on VR also. Can I join so, you guys in VR? Yeah. I don't I see why not. So. Yeah. Oh, man. That might be. I might have to do that. Because yeah. then I can flip the table. Like, fuck this game. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly um, enough, I downloaded some uh, some games that are just one player, and oh my god, they're so complicated looking that I don't think so. <laughs> that's cool. No, I, I'm honestly considering getting that game um, because I, I do watch you guys play from time to time. You guys have it on Steam? Steam. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll take a look at it. I'll, I'll check out right now while you guys why Patrick <laughs> uh, jumps to his number four if Sedition's done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Definitely a tabletop simulator if you have friends to play with. <laughs> yes, it, it's definitely for, for social aspects, yeah. Alright, so what is my number four? Let me just... That's Actually, all... I'm not going to go too long on number four because, coincidentally enough, it's it's take two. It takes two <laughs> is my number four pick. Yeah. Um, I guess the only things I'll add is just, like, that game was such a delight and like how it continually surprised me every step of the way it was just like this is so weird and different and it just was it kept me hooked just like weirdness and just new mechanics and just weird story moments just yeah it was so original that's the thing that about that, that that's why i think that game won game of the year because it was it was super original it had like you were basically playing every genre of game like the genre yeah. changed every like section you were in and um, and, and no idea outstayed its welcome and they like yeah. explored an idea just as much as they could get the fun out of it and they're like all right next yeah all right what are we gonna do <laughs> yeah that that was like i think that was like one of the biggest hooks of a game that was like all right this is a lot of fun because outside of like your run and your dash and like your swing like everything else was unique like every area you had a different weapon or power up that was used for that for that environment and um yeah. yeah it was it was really well done and and that's what that's what made the like this part of the story was like crazy like the whole the, it's just it's so fun but that's what made the ending so yeah disappointing for me which is why like you know again i didn't play many games this year but that's why I put it at the bottom of my list because it was just kind of like, yeah. oh, that's it, really? Like, I was expecting something as crazy as it was to be. And that, that's why it's only my number four as well. Yeah. Like, it's a really, really fun co op game. Really imaginative. Yeah. Disappointing narrative, especially the ending. Yeah. But, you know, as, as disappointing as it was, I will say the writing was a lot of fun. Like, yeah, it was for sure. Good humor, made me laugh. Yeah. It's just, it just. I don't think it will have a lasting impression on me because of the ending. Yeah, so. yeah. 
but I mean, game oh. gameplay. It's definitely a game that like you should oh, play. You should play it through once. Playing. It's definitely yeah. worth playing once. Um, I don't think I'd play it again, except for the fact that each character has its own power up. That's what Patrick and I were saying. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we it could, could play be fun it or, to switch it up. Yeah, because like, yeah, the one person might be in charge of just like moving a platform while the other person is doing all the action aspects of it. So like, you switch it around and see what it's uh, like. I'd to be, be willing that. to pay with you some dish if you want. I'll just play as the character I did not play for me and Chad through play through. Yeah, you guys should do if that. Yeah. Yeah, you guys should definitely do that because it's it's a lot of fun. But that is my number four pick. We won't. They don't need to repeat too much on that. <laughs> Yeah. So um, my number four pick was uh, one of Patrick's honorable mentions, and that would be Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Um, this is a game that I have owned for years <laughs> on PlayStation 1. I've tried playing it on PlayStation 1. Um, I, I think I got somewhere I wasn't really supposed to get to um, too fast, didn't save and died. And lost about an hour of my gameplay, and that um, included and a lot of just like loads you back at the beginning. You're like, oh. yeah, I was back at the beginning, and I was playing on an original PS One with load times, and it was just like, I'm not playing this anymore. So um, never played it until Patrick informed me that it was on sale on PSN for ten bucks with Rondo of Blood. So, grab that, and after I finished Metroid Dread, I was still in the mood for some adventuring, <laughs> and jumped right into that, and um, I will say that it frustrated the hell out of me. There was definitely <laughs> some, some points where I was like, I can't do this, I'm never going to get past this, or um, it, it felt very unbalanced as far as, like, you know, the hit points. I'd have, like... You know, I'd have 400 health, but then something would hit me and take away 100. So I'm like really four hits away from dying. <laughs> and um, that was really frustrating. And like the inventory is really frustrating when you're trying to get potions. You have to like equip it to your left or right hand so you can use it based on your button. And then you've got like, you know, armor. And so it's weird for me for Castlevania because I've always just played like Castlevania one through three on the NES. Action ones. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so it makes you think a little more. But you do, you know, you get your stats and you get different, um, like boosts and stuff for different, um, different armor. Um, but, but here's the thing: as frustrated and as annoying as I was, I kept going back and I wanted to play more. Um, it basically became like my my daily routine every night. Just as soon as I'm done with you know taking care of the kids, doing all that stuff, it was Symphony of the Night. I'm playing it, and I would play it till like midnight every night. And and I was like determined to beat this game finally because I've heard so much about it being like this amazing game, and you know how it's like you know the the metroidvania you know it is the definitive well, edition for it so, came from. Yeah. <laughs> so um i still personally think super metroid's a better game yes but i enjoyed um you know you grew you grew to like this one. I, I really did I, I had a lot of fun with it i think 
finding this, like making sure I found a save point before venturing too far was like the key to the game. Because um, there was definitely times where like, it wasn't even that like I found it and didn't know what it was because when you walk into the save point, it's just like a spinning globe of like, like a ball of paper. <laughs> you don't even know what it is. Um, but it wasn't even like I walked in and saw that and didn't know what it was. It was literally like that first time I played it, I just never, I just happened to never happened find to me. one. Yeah. Although so. it was only like 20 minutes of gameplay, but still I was like, I somehow avoided I must have avoided at least four or five save rooms just by sheer chance, and then yeah, got to a boss room and died. I was like, well, that sucks. Yeah, that's <laughs> what happened to me, and I think that only happened a handful of times for me during this playthrough. Um, but I was I was pretty like pretty good about making sure like if I went left and it was just a straight hallway, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go right, and then I'd go right, <laughs> yeah. and then it was like, oh, save point, sweet, and then. That became the key strategy. Yeah, and then like, you know, once you start filling out your map and then like, I didn't even know the game had like warp zones and stuff like that. And, um, you were yeah. like very intimate with that castle. I don't know. I felt like yeah. by the time I was done with that, I was like, I know this. This is my castle. <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah, and like being able to like, once the castle inverts like halfway through the game, it yeah. was like, it definitely that second half went so much faster because yeah. you you kind of know where things are um even though you you know things unlock um you know as a metroidvania game does you know you you power up it lets you progress and stuff like that but um but no i, I, I like how you get to that point too just like finding the rings and like unlocking the secrets that gets to that point i don't know it reminded me a lot of like this getting to the secret boss of hollow knight like all these weird little things that you have to explore and find just to get to that point <laughs> yeah yeah no it, it was awesome though i mean i definitely was like i was expecting the final boss to be a lot i guess i was expecting it to be more difficult but i also <laughs> learned about the shield rod and doing that so that kind of like destroyed it but i was happy i was fine with that um because i don't need a game that's gonna just destroy me at the boss anymore like i had enough you of had that. your fun <laughs> yeah i was ready to finish after exploring it but um but no I, I loved everything i tried to explore every inch of the castle that it would let me i think i finished it with like a hundred and no two hundred i think it's 204 six percent is like the, the actual overall like Okay. 100 and i think i was at like 197 or 198 so there's still a little bit of the castle i could go back to but i'm not going to um <laughs> regardless awesome game um another one i probably should have put higher on the list um just because of like it's it's um oh what is the word it's uh, uh prestige yes it's prestige i was trying to think of it uh, um it was right there it just wouldn't come out yeah like the game has just been you know it's been praised so much over the years yeah. and, and so many and of my friends a lot you you must have enjoyed it to and, play it that much and some of my friends have told me for years like you have to play symphony of the night. how have you not played symphony of the night come on and and <laughs> yeah so um it was awesome if you haven't played it go play it because i'm i'm glad i finally did and actually yeah. sat down and forced myself to play through it and it, it was really good that's one game <clears throat> off our sin list there yeah. <laughs> for sure all right it's a dish 
what is your number four or another game of your five? <laughs> yes. I'm just going down the list I've made. Uh, again, no particular order. Uh, Operation Tango. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this earlier. It is an asymmetrical co-op game. Uh, you play as two spies. One is, one is the hacker, and the mm -hmm. other is the one who's quote unquote physically moving through the the three dimensional environment. The, the, the agent the that's actually on the floor. Right. So. So. Uh, both of your viewpoints are completely different, because one person is always viewing the the world through a computer screen menu system, uh, going through... Uh, and they do vary that a little bit sometimes. Yeah, yeah, providing yeah. access to the to the agent on the ground. Like, like the, sometimes it's through yeah. security cameras, while sometimes it's like in a weird, like, matrix zone or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Patrick and I played it. And... Uh, I mean, I can't really say much more than that. Uh, there is an overarching story, sort of, but each mission is pretty much self-contained. And uh, yeah, a lot of fun. You'll get into a lot of arguments. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think my favorite level was that train one on, on like the the metro, whatever. Right. Oh yeah, with the bomb. Yeah, yeah. It was very like. Uh, keep talking it or no one explodes. Rushed. Kind of. Yes. It yeah. felt rushed. It it put a it put a timer on the, on the entire situation. So while right. the other we were like, like oh, oh gosh, we're yeah. Running out of time. Yeah, that was fun. It's it's a very fun game, and uh, I look forward to the to the free DLC that just came out for it. Yeah, I completely forgot about that, even though we talked about it like two days ago. We need to play yep. that. <laughs> it is downloaded and waiting. All right. All right. We'll play that later. <laughs> I have that, too. I need to play that at some point with somebody. Yeah. So maybe I'll talk one of you guys into playing it. All right. <laughs> Again, we so, need some three-player games here, man. We do. Where's they these need to expand the co-op. Where are these secret of mana? There's there's a niche market right there. Three player co-op <laughs> games. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so I guess it's up to me next for a number three pick. Number three which pick. I think I might actually change up the order here. Um if we don't know think... your game, then you're allowed to do that. Yeah, I think I think for my number three, I'm gonna go with Ori Will the List, which I actually I've just been playing it. Yes, I've been playing it a lot. I just actually beat it last night or two nights ago. Yeah, very recent. I think it was two nights ago. So I've now seen it through to the ending, which might have been why I bumped down one because the ending was kind of disappointing. <laughs> um, and. And about an hour ago, you just 100%ed it. 100% well, of one area. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it is divided into different areas. Gotcha. So I found all the stuff in the snowy region. Um, so I do I do enjoy the game enough that I'm going back to it and wanting to 100% like, explore. Just because 
the best thing about this game is the mechanics, the gameplay. It feels so smooth and nice. I just, ah, oh, it feels so good. It's like, it's like Hollow Knight, but mixed with like chaining combos and just dashing around. It just, it feels so good. Uh, so mechanically, this game is just mm, beautiful. I love it so much. Um... It definitely has its share of frustrating moments with like some chase sequences and stuff don't quite work as well as others. But the good chase scenes, oh, it feels so good to chain all your combos together and just like effortlessly glide around. Just, oh, it's, it's so good. And the production value of the game, like the art is beautiful. It is so gorgeous. The music is just so mesmerizing. It, it has almost a lot of like Zelda influences to me sometimes with the music. It just feels so good, and like the the sound design of the characters is like very Hollow Knight or Banjo Kazooie's with the kind of like gibberish talk. I love it so much. <laughs> I love when games do that so well, and yeah, the character designs are really really cool. I love just the design of it. It's so gorgeous. Um, yeah, even with all that said, though, for whatever reason, the story didn't quite grab me. I don't know why. It's it's very kind of basic, like, fantasy, Fern Gully, I don't know. Um, so, like, I, I love the design, but something just isn't quite pulling me in 100%. So, and that, like I said, the ending was, I don't know. It didn't just quite land with me, so... But I just love the feel of the game so much, and the look, and the, just the immersion, that it definitely is a game worth playing, um, and why it makes my number three of games of the year. It was just really, really fun, and I'm still playing it, so. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> so, my number three will be kind of quick. Um, it's a DLC for the messenger uh which we spoke about a minute ago um the messenger picnic panic dlc this game came out like two or three years ago and i i played the very first section of it and then i got to this totem pole boss which was the second boss in the dlc and i just kept getting wrecked by him i stopped <laughs> playing it and i was like i'm never gonna beat this game all right this sucks i'm, I'm done i guess so after beating metroid well i didn't even bring up metroid yet because i would continuously go back to this game just randomly <laughs> and just play it and be like i'm gonna beat the totem nope wouldn't do it and then we're talking this is like over the last two years even since yeah. like covid like... I, I recall watching <laughs> you do this multiple times throughout the years so i would bring it up and i would die and um so after playing metroid dread I was looking for my next game to get into, and I was like, you know what? I need to start finishing some of these games that I have. So it's like, I'm going back to the Messenger Picnic Panic. Played it for like two days, and I cannot beat that stupid totem pole. <laughs> well, I finally beat it. Finally beat the totem pole, and it just completely opened up the game. Like, I got past that and got back to like the platforming and, the, and like the puzzle jumping and 
I, I love that game so much with the transition between 8-bit and 16-bit. I've talked about it on this podcast multiple times over our episodes that we've done. Um, I think there's a couple episodes when I was actually still playing the game, or maybe even playing the totem pole. I've probably complained about on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but, but once I got past it, it was like the 8-bit to 16-bit transitions that open up certain areas of the map. Um, the the humor that comes from talking to the shopkeeper and just the characters in the game, how they talk to you. Every time you die, the guy, like the little devil that follows you has like a little quip about like, you've died 571 times, blah, blah, blah. And like, they always just, it makes you feel happy, but it makes you chuckle. It's like, oh God, I suck at this game every time I die. But um, I, I loved it. I mean, it, it's Ninja Gaiden. But like on steroids, um, <laughs> it's not as hard as Ninja Gaiden. But yeah. the platform—it's like it's like Ninja Gaiden with Celeste, because yeah. you've got these like weird platforming mechanics you have to do. You're making me sweat to... for a little bit, but I can I can handle it. It's it, that <laughs> it, it's it's easier than Ninja Gaiden. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. and I'm when I say Ninja Gaiden, I'm talking NES Ninja Gaiden, not yeah. the Ninja Gaiden Black or any of those like newer ones that came out. Um, Based off your glowing reviews, I picked this up on sale. I haven't played it yet, but I love it. I love the game so much. But um, you know, there's a couple spots again where I was like, I, I'm frustrated. I'm not gonna be able to beat this, and I just kept at it and did it. Like, and, and I was able to, you know, get into a rhythm where it wasn't taking me two years to get past the next part. <laughs> and um, when I finally made it to the final boss of the DLC. I I loved it. I loved it. it. It completely changed the game from that to a completely different genre. And like, I don't even want to like talk about it because I loved it so much. I mean, I, you guys have already talked. About, I guess I'll just go ahead and say it anyway. It turns fast forward uh, twenty <laughs> seconds if you don't want to know. Yeah, it because I've already told you about yeah. it. I showed you guys the video, yeah. but like going from that type of game and then. It works so well just because of the humor in the game. It turns into Super Punch Out, essentially. You're Super Punch Out and you're fighting the devil <laughs> with two <laughs> massive fists or like a Tellero boxer if you ever played the Virtual Boy. Um, it's so good. It was just such like, it was just so humorous the way it just swapped everything around. And, and again, like I said, the dialogue is just so good. And. Um, just brought a smile to my face. I loved it. And I was so happy that I went back and finally beat that game. And it's challenging as hell. Like I said, like there was times where it was like frustrating, but I was able to do it. And when you do it, you get this sense of accomplishment you're just so happy about. And that's why I kind of say it's like a like a Celeste mix with a Ninja Gaiden, because you've got that like slashing jumping challenges that you'd have in Ninja Gaiden, but then you've got the you got to bounce off objects in the environment to get where you're going and like More. do like a special jump off of something like a yeah. parry jump and stuff like that so it, it's it's just I, I love it the controls are so good um like i said the the level design everything is just so well done the transitions between 8 and 16 bit yeah, messenger is 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 there I was finally glad to, to go back and finish that game. So that's why I'm putting it on my, my list for this year, because I finally beat it. It's so good. As an achievement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Sadish. Yeah, my, I guess my third one 
my list is also a DLC. Ooh. It is the the Norse Lands DLC for Kingdom Two Crowns. Interestingly enough, I was playing Kingdom New Lands, which is the first game <laughs> before we started the, this recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the the if you never played Kingdom, it's a uh, it's a pixel game. Uh, very simple game. Play using the numpads. Uh, you you play as the king, and you develop your little settlement area. It is you. Yeah, you develop your little settlement area using coins gathered by your archers, killing little squirrels and rabbits. In Norse lands, you're there. You, I think you're killing squirrels. In the regular game, you're you're killing rabbits, uh, and uh, you know. Every couple of every night, you get attacked by little demon creatures, and you have to protect your 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 kingdom. Uh, the entire gameplay is uh, is two D and side scrolling. So you just, yeah, you're just I'm, looking I'm, I'm at it. I'm googling this now. It looks pretty. Yeah, it's it's very pretty. <laughs> it is very chill. Um, like I said, you play with one hand. Just you know, you go, you double tap left, double tap right to make your horsey run, and then you press uh, down on the arrow key to drop down a coin or to spend your coins. There's one screenshot of him riding a elk. Like yes, birth of the wild. You have different, you have different <laughs> mounts you can get. Um, you can you have your you have your regular horsey. And then you have your, you can get yourself like a, a reindeer or a deer or like a king of the deers kind of deal, which allows you to run faster within the forest. Breath of the Wild, king of the deer. That reminds yeah. me. King of the mountain. Or, uh, or you can get yourself like a, a dead horse, like a ghost horse. Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Don't take him to other, a stable. They will not like you. Or other types of horses. Uh, mounts, uh, but in Norse lands, it, it gives you it introduces new mechanics such as you being able to acquire yourself Thor's hammer to provide oh, yeah, your, your little kingdom guys, your little your serfs, as you would, <laughs> uh, some assistance against the the hordes of enemies. So, so that's uh, that's that's the Norse lands DLC. Um, which was fun. Uh, I actually just played the demo of it, but two crowns allows for co-op. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you've you've very much intrigued me with this. Many keywords: co-op, playing with one hand, and then seeing these screenshots. I this sounds like right up my alley. It's, it's you can spend a lot of time just sitting there, just like running back and forth across the screen. Um, yeah, it's, it's just fun. I, 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 it's a very simple game, but it's very well done with very soothing music that you can just like sit back and just relax. And, uh, but when, uh, when the veritable poop hits the fan, it hits it hard. <laughs> and you'll get to a point where you start getting overrun and you're like, well, that's that. And you just like stop running and you just die. It is a roguelite. Also. And that's where he lost chat. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am intrigued though. It yeah. looks pretty cool. Yeah. It's it's fun. 
Um, I was just, I was, yeah. I'm definitely gonna look into that later. <laughs> After we finish doing our Operation Tango uh, new DLC. <laughs> gonna have a that would be our next thing the best dlc we've ever played that would be good having it, it what's what's interesting so the first one so so kingdom two crowns obviously two crowns allows the for, for the co-op uh what's great about that is the fact that uh since it is just a flat art style and all you do is run left and right and you get attacked from the left and right uh you can just have one person dedicated to a side <laughs> this is great. You're like, yeah. how's the east front over there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, yeah. <laughs> and even though it sounds simple, uh, you know, the, the whole point is to get off the island you're on and then you go off to a different one. And the difficulty does ramp up, but it also gives you the chance to acquire uh, power ups of a sense. Uh, permanent upgrades, you, you might even call them. Every oh, okay. now and then. Um, so that, that, that's the, like... I forget the difference it's not between always roguelite and roguelike, but, like, yeah. ones that allow you to slowly get more yeah, powerful. There, there's so not, not... But the thing with it is, it, the permit, they're not that permanent of an upgrade. Each each island could have its own little upgrades. Uh, like, uh, an archery upgrade that allows your archers to be more accurate and fire faster. Mm-hmm. Or a builder upgrade, which... <clears throat> which I think not only allows them to build faster, but allows the, the fortifications that the builders build to be able to sustain more damage. And uh, and uh, one, one, oh, <clears throat> this is a major thing about <laughs> Norselands, which, which is a big deal. So, so to, to get... To get people into your kingdom, you have to, you know, run back and forth, you know, into the forest, you know, making sure you're not doing it uh, when, you know, the the the, the beasts or the, the the demons are out, and you'll run across uh, like amps, and you'll drop a coin for the villagers to come to your to your kingdom. So what Norselands does is allows you to build a brew hall. Oh. Which you you pay actually quite a lot of money, but it'll it'll put out like beer, and it'll draw the villagers to you, which is a great thing. So you don't have to run out into the freaking wilderness, because the way you die in this game is. Wait, how do you normally attract villagers? You have to run out into the woods. You just like and what... kidnap them, put a sack on their head, and be no, like, "Come no. back." <laughs> you give them a coin. You give them a coin to oh, okay. come to you. To work. Hey, hey. But what's dangerous about that is um... grifters. So, no. the grifters. <laughs> so you need to time it because uh, if they're far away, you might end up I'm getting there by the time it's middle of the night, which yeah. is when they start attacking. And the way you lose is. Uh, enemies will just attack you until you you've finished dropping all your gold and your coin not your coin your crown uh drops off your head and if they capture your crown that means no crown no kingdom as it says on the bottom <laughs> when, when it's game over so Be- yeah it sounds like a much better tactic then it's <laughs> <laughs> fine yeah so that's the Northlands dlc very cool. But uh, that's Kingdom as a whole, which is a which a which is a very fun game. 
All right. All right. I guess that brings us to our number two, which as we are trying to wrap up here before it becomes too late. <laughs> That's okay. Sorry. I stayed number up to two. like two last night. So what's what's okay. one tonight? <laughs> well, I don't think I'll have to spend too long on this, but I definitely want to drive home a little, a few points. My number two pick is the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Nice. Which finally got ported uh, to the Americas. These are two uh, 3DS games that were never released outside of Japan until just now. And it they are very much like your typical Ace Attorney games. You know, your court trials, your detective work, all that stuff. Uh, uh, but they do have some new mechanics that are fun. And the main difference is just the setting. This is taking place like... I don't know, hundreds of years in the past in, like, feudal Japan, like, Great Britain, steampunk era kind of setting, so... And you play with the legendary Herlock Sholmes for uh, copyright reasons. (laughs) 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 But the reason I'm ranking this so highly on my list uh, is just I fell in love with the characters of this game and the story... It was so enjoyable. It's probably one of my favorite Ace Attorney games for that reason. Because um, you really grow to care about all the characters in this game. And the story twist, there are so many moments and beats that just keep you engaged like with the unexpected. Like Your typical Ace Attorney game is find the culprit, he's in the courthouse, he's guilty, you know it, and you proved it, all right. <laughs> Which is fun, it's fun. But this, like, really poses, like, interesting questions and new twists, like, am I defending a guilty or innocent man? I don't know what implications this has have for me later on. And, like, one case, you're defending someone, and then you're like... Uh, find out that they're not actually murdered and you're like oh my gosh (laughs) this changes the case completely just like so many i don't want to spoil too much but like weird twists like that um and it builds to just a very satisfying conclusion um and yeah it was just a lot of fun from beginning to end so much fun i even ended up replaying the first game with my mom and now She's enjoying it so much, she's able to play the second game on her own after I kind of showed her the ropes, so... <laughs> Those games are so fun. Like, yeah. just, I know, we, we, we need to finish up Trials trials and Tribulations. Um, yeah. But yeah. If you've played an Ace Attorney game before, this is more of that great goodness and just polished and upped a little bit more. Like, I really love these characters. Um... So, yeah, Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, probably my best game of 2021 mm-hmm. that I've played. That's not on your number one. My number one <laughs> might be an older game. Uh, but... Gotcha. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Um, so my number two game uh, this year was the first <clears throat> game I played this year, and that was Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um Right. So I played Spider-Man. Spider-Man was the first game I played on my PS5. Um, <coughs> played that back in September. That's Astro. Oh, oh yeah, Astro. <laughs> I forgot about Astro. Um, 
Spider-Man was like I was that was like the main reason I wanted a PS4. I never had a PS4, so I waited and PS5 came out, so that's why I got it was really to play Spider-Man. <laughs> Played it, loved every second of that game. It was just done so well. Um, just flying through the city, the the fighting was very frustrating at first, but then I got the hang of it. I just wasn't really understanding the fight mechanics. Um, but then as I got into the game more, it, it got easier and easier to be able to dodge and, and counter. And then that kind of builds as you go in the game. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, Miles Morales was just more of that. It was just really good. I enjoyed the story too. Like, you know, he's he's Spider-Man when Peter's on vacation and like, you know, <laughs> or out of out of town or whatever. And um Have you guys haven't played it yet, right? I've 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 watched bits of it from you and my brother. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's on sale right now. I think it's like 30 bucks for the PS5 version. At least it was. Um, but yeah, that was the first game I got into, like the very first week of, of this new year. And um, man, I loved it. It's just like there's nothing else really to say about it. Um, if you played the first one, it's you played the first Spider-Man. It's it's more of the same. Um, you know, some twists with like the storytelling and like the way that Miles is kind of attacked by the. The demons, which is the gang, um, mm. just kind of the way they mess with him, and then how it all kind of wraps up at the end of the, you know, this the, the game. But um, but yeah, I really really enjoyed it. I enjoyed every game. Sneaking through, Miles has like a hacking ability he does with his phone to take out like all these um, electronic like cameras and guns and. Um, force fields and stuff like that and it's just it was just really really fun it's a little bit more of the same um, but it was just really really well done and and I'm looking forward to spider-man 2 yeah. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that <laughs> yeah. cool yeah, I, I definitely should check that out at some point because I didn't love the first one. And... Yeah, it's it's just, it's just so open, like the openness of the game. You can go anywhere until you get to like you know the water of New York City. Like <laughs> you you can go anywhere in the game, and it's just really really cool. I should I should have picked it up when it was on sale because it would be a great Christmas game with yeah. it being in the winter. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, that that's like the main difference being. All snowy, and that's how it looks different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah. So much fun, and like the music's like really good in it too. And like just, just everything. Like you're flying through, like, I don't know, just all the different burrows and like the way things are portrayed differently. And like I don't know, it's it's really good. Just really, really enjoyed that game. Cool, cool, cool. <clears throat> All right, it's a dish. We got two games left. Yeah. Uh, Give next? us one more. Yeah. Uh, World of Warships Legends. <laughs> this this game surprised me. I I I was not expecting to get sucked into this game as much as I did on the PS5. Oh. It's by the it's war by War Gaming. They also make another free uh, World of Warships Legends is free. And they, they also make another free game called uh, World of Tanks. I prefer World of Warships more than World of Tanks because I feel like it's a slower paced kind of gameplay. 
but I don't know. There's just something satisfying about giant ships shooting each other from kilometers away and getting those those hits off. It's it's just a lot of fun. It's 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 primarily PvP. Uh, but yeah, I've been slowly progressing in it, and uh, I enjoy it a lot. It's it's a fun game to just like get in and play really quick. It's one of those games where it's like I don't know what to play. World of Warships, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and most of the time, you're 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 dead and you know sinking in the water after like two minutes. And or, like you uh, said, you just accept it and die. <laughs> like yeah, you said you in the last game. <laughs> yeah, and then you, you start off using another <laughs> ship. So it's great. Uh, you get to play as different types of ships. Uh, carriers, battleships, cruisers, destroyers. Um, you get to see how... The, in each, each ship has its own type of gameplay. Um, you learn how to do it. And uh, there's a lot of... I've it's also been like watching last from this to like the Navy, but I don't think I'd be ever be able to tell the difference between these ships. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I, I, to me, it was just like, I don't know what the hell's going on. But after playing them, it's like, you know what? I sort of, the destroyer is your fast light ship. Uh, can't be seen very well. Made to really, you know, take out the, the, the battleships, which are the big, you know, honking, you know, damage dealers. Yeah, those are um, six pegs on the board, I believe. <laughs> or is it five pegs? I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to watch, you got destroyers have to watch out for the cruisers because the cruisers are the ones that have that medium range and they do really big damage to the destroyers. Um, and the, the and the battleships, they're just they're just like off on like the edges of the maps. And sometimes just Rihanna's like, in them too, like oh. that, <laughs> that horrible movie. <laughs> That's oh, it's weird, dude. That that movie is one of those movies that I'll actually like sit down and watch. Like it's on, and I'll flip through the channels, and I see it on HBO or some channel. Like I'll go to it and just watch it till the end. Please, please tell me that sometime in the movie they say you sunk my battleship. Uh did they? <laughs> Like you gotta say the title of the movie in the movie. I don't remember if they actually ever said that. It's like oh, it's I'm like sure when, they did. It's like when the juggernaut they had to have said it. It's like when the juggernaut Nexman said, "I'm the juggernaut." It was just such good fan service. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, sorry tangent. Yeah. <laughs> this is right. one game, free game, just to pick up play. Fun, fun is an important factor for yeah. this list. Yeah. So. And then that's that's really the top five I picked. I just picked the top five of the games that I had fun with. Uh, I, I made I a giant play. list of all the games that I actually did play and even completed. Um, but if you've noticed, like Tabletop Simulator and Operation Tango, those <laughs> you don't. I mean, you kind of you kind of complete them. Uh, mm -hmm. well, if you don't, Kingdom you sort of do, but it's whatever. It's just games I had fun with. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's what it matters. That's what matters. You have other games like Control and stuff that were like massive that I completed, but mm -hmm. they were fun, but they didn't like give me the joy. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, yeah. It's, yeah. That's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, right. so number one game of the year. If you've watched a few episodes of our podcast throughout the year, you might have heard me talk a lot about this game. And it has remained probably my favorite game I've played this year, which is Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> it is so good. So, so good. And my, 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 I've been reaffirmed with this because I finished the game a long ago, but I played the DLC recently and I was like, immediately sucked back into this world. I was like, I love this game. Uh, the production value is just crazy. Like, it just reminded me how much I loved this game from the very first moment doing that bombing mission and what a rush that was if you've forgotten that feeling go back and just play that first mission you'll be like oh yeah this was amazing <laughs> what a rush those boss battles are in that game it's like insane the scorpion so thing was like yeah it was very stressful for me <laughs> it was so good even being stressful though it was like you were on the edge of your seat and it kept shooting out missiles and stuff and like all the bosses in that game feel so bombastic like that is so good but beyond just the action of combat which feels so good uh i just fell in love with the world and the characters like i remember watching my siblings play the original because i could care less to play with the turn-based combat and random battles but the story was still really cool and interesting and Playing the game now, I am like falling in love with these characters because this is like my first time playing the game for real. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed just it's so such a cool world. Like you're playing as this mercenary and a kick butt girl and like a guy with a machine gun for an arm and like <laughs> it's just like the characters are so cool. The cast is so much fun to play with. And, and they're like Wedge is Badger from Breaking Bad. Yes! <laughs> The voice acting is really good. Yeah. The, the, the writing is so much fun. And even though it's like really, really silly at times, you just grow to love that silliness and just dopiness of the game. Uh, despite the like seriousness of the tone it tries to establish, it's really deep down just a silly game. And like when Cloud is trying to earn a trust of the. Don Panera, I forget what his game is down in the under CD underworld, but he's like having to put on a dress and like dance and stuff. It's just such a silly game. <laughs> you just love those moments, and ah, uh, there's so much more I could or want to say. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I need to finish it. I, yes. I need to. I need to well, go back and finish it. That's the last thing I want to mention, which I don't want to spoil too much, but. It's called Final Fantasy VII Remake, I think, for two reasons. One, obviously, because it's retelling the story, you know? Hitting those great story beats and stuff. But when you finish the game and you realize the kind of direction it's going in, it's so mind-blowing cool, like, how much they thought about this and really need to finish the game so we can have a spoiler discussion because it's really really cool i i can't wait to see where they take part two so yeah so this have it's you, great have you finished it i have not okay okay, okay. cool yeah I'll, 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 
maybe I'll make that my next game. I don't know. I got so many next games to play. <laughs> you do have a lot of next games, but this is my favorite game I've played of 2021. It was so great. At least this one I have. I probably have the most hours in at the moment. Because I think I'm on like chapter four. Oh gosh, you're very early still. I know, but still, I'm either four or five. I'm like, I'm like out of the slums, or I'm in the slums. I think I've, I like got the guy's trust to get the job, and I like cleaned up some things for him in the town, and then now I. Yeah, I, that's like chapter two. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like, I thought it was like three or four. I don't know, but anyway, I mean, that's still the most hours I have in any other game that I've like. That's true. Maybe you God of War. Have but... a head start there yeah so yeah i'm trying to remember how long it ended up taking me i think it was like 50 hours yeah oh, that's so much time for me that's just like half a year for me <laughs> <laughs> uh it's so good though it's so good i, I loved every minute of it okay so, maybe i'll make an effort to to do it to finish it we'll see we'll see but cause if, did, if you enjoyed that bombing mission it was fun. I mean, definitely fun. Because, like, I, I, I beat that game back when it came out. Well, I had a Greatest Hits version of it on PS1. Mm -hmm. um, and that was the first Final Fantasy I actually And you guys completed. can enjoy the free PS5 upgrade now. So Yeah, that's true. Is it free now? Nice did, they, did they say it was free? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I thought they just said it would be, like, a way to upgrade. I never looked into it. But cool. Well, maybe I'll make that an effort because I did have fun with it. And it's more action-oriented now, instead of just standing there taking turns and watching cutscenes that load so slow on a PS1. I love, I love so much like how each character feels so unique that you can like hop between them as you're battling, like oh, there yeah. with his machine gun hitting like airborne enemies, and then you switch the cloud to slash, and then Tifa's like kicking a kickboxing, then yeah, ah, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe I'll make that my my goal to knock that out. There's so many other games. <laughs> As always. Yeah. So. Alright. What is your number one pick? My number one pick of this year Mario was... Salt Super Rush! So bad. That's, that's <laughs> my skip of the year. So bad. Um, no, but it is a Nintendo game. And that Nintendo game won Action Adventure Game of the Year 2021. Metroid Dread. I loved every minute of it. I was looking forward to that game coming out all year. Um, and the day I got it, I played it for maybe an hour or two. And then the next night, it was like four hours. And then the next night, it was another four hours. Then the next, like, it was just constantly playing that game. Um, again, like I said, the game said I beat it in like 10, 11 hours when I finally cleared it. But my overall gameplay, like through the Switch, said it was like 24 hours. So um, I don't know if a lot of it was just exploration, but like I never fell asleep or just left the game on or anything like that. So um, I do remember a couple nights where I was playing at like between two and four hours, like during the week, staying up till midnight, one o'clock in the night, uh, one o'clock at night to. Um, to beat it but uh i loved it felt like super metroid to me <clears throat> just with um you know that 2.5d even though like the game was technically in 3d it was just you were being presented it from the side yeah. 
Uh, there were those like what rare moments where you like aimed and like the angle would shift. Yeah, yeah. And then like they actually had some people that like dissected the game. There's like a camera like mm, thing yeah, and yeah. you could like they'd show you that like the worlds, like the environments were actually like super deep three dimensional. Yeah, and they and really stuff. built like, it out. Yeah. It's really cool, but um Yeah, I loved everything about it. The, the the boss battles the uh, just the enemies the puzzle solving the secrets the everything just completely sucked into that the controls were so tight felt fantastic um, definitely had a nice flow to it yeah. yeah I mean the only issue I have with Metro games is is usually um, and it was still here but that's just Metroid is a bounce back when you get hit and um, Although that was one of my biggest issues with Castlevania, now that I mentioned that. The bounce back was terrible. Metroid wasn't as bad as that. But, um, you know, um, the bounce back and some of the Shine Spark puzzles, I basically had to YouTube because there's no way. And even YouTubing them, I, like, it took me multiple tries to get some of them. Um, just because that mechanic is so weird of, like, saving your spark running jumping down going but um but no, i loved every minute of that game the the final boss was was super challenging it took me like you know i, I played him for like an hour and a half two hours um the night i got you, to him you had to like stop and come back to yeah the next day. <laughs> i couldn't do it then i stopped and the next day i went back to him at lunch and like beat him at lunch and i was like all right awesome <laughs> so so that was nice to like a nice accomplishment <clears throat> that was able to come back from break and be like, I beat him, I finally beat him. And uh, I remember you posting to our NPC group like, well, I guess I'm not going to beat this game. And like yeah. everyone was like, don't give up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because it definitely, like, that final battle is, is pretty tough. You've got like, you know, three boss stages to go through. Four, technically, which like, awesome. Like, the ending of that game was amazing. Like, I, I love the way that it, it all worked out the whole story of Samus and why everything's going on is going on. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it. Enjoyed everything about it. And that is my game of the year. Alright. <laughs> well earned. Yeah. So good. I think a lot of it too, like just real quick, like it's just like I, it was it was so anticipated like obviously not like metro prime 4 which is like thing but like i've beaten 2d metro games before where prime games i haven't beaten because they don't seem to suck me in so i'm hoping that changes metro prime 4 but um tread tread was so it was just after like you know super metroid and metroid 2 and like those games I, I loved so much. So going back to a two, you know, a two D Metroid game was just it's good to see them continue that. Yeah, and it was very forgiving. Like as much as you die, like the Emmys were annoying. I, I will say that they were they were kind of annoying. But like most of the time, you didn't even have to really deal with them. Like yeah. the hardest issue I had with it weird. was weird. Like their their areas aren't really that big. Like, you can get through them in a matter of, like, seconds. Yeah. It's just figuring out how to get through it without dying. Yeah, and there are some times where it was, like, you know, they catch me and, like, the timing was terrible at 
at counteracting it, like countering him. But like, if you got it, then it was just like, all right, I'm, I beat it. Because once you counter him, you just run to the exit or whatever. But um, yeah, it was just, it was, it was really good. Loved it. Definitely play it. So good. All right, Sadish. Final Your game. Final yeah. game. Not necessarily number one, but no. Um, <laughs> of your top five. So this is going to be short because it's a Final Fantasy VII remake. Yay! <laughs> Same more um, phrases for this game. <laughs> I, I put that up, like, so I wrote out my list of games that I have played this year, and I had it on there, and I, and I thought about it, but I haven't. I don't feel like I've played it enough to 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 justify that like, rating. So, yeah. so for me, for me, Final Fantasy VII, the original. The memory of probably my first emotional response to a video game scene, and obviously I'm talking about spoilers. <laughs> when, I think uh, I think this is pretty universal. At this yeah, point. when Sephiroth kills Aerith, which yeah. So originally, I preferred Aerith over Tifa, mm. and I put a lot of time into her uh, in the game. <laughs> and I barely touched Tifa in my party. So when when Sephiroth killed her, it was not only you know it know, was an double emotional... Yeah, it was it was it was a double edged only, sword. Not only, <laughs> you know I hit you know, emotionally, it was a hit practically. Yeah. <laughs> because here I, I I just lost my main healer. <laughs> Technically, my only healer, uh, and uh, and that sucked. <laughs> uh, when that happened, I was like, "Well, now what do I do?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, interestingly enough, when playing remake, I I talked to Patrick about this. Uh, they they spent they gave they fleshed out Tifa so well. The characters, I mean, mm -hmm. they fleshed out Tifa so well in this game. In comparison, I feel like to the original Final Fantasy VII, which I don't know. Maybe I was biased. Maybe I just paid more attention to the to the scenes with Aerith in the original game. Mm -hmm. But I, I felt like they didn't spend that much time with Tifa. But like, oh boy, I was I was full on Team Tifa. Uh, in this game and then like when Aerith came around I was like I don't know about you this time around Aerith and also she she, she also like sort of graded on me a little bit also because like the way her, her attitude was but then but then the whole part up until you know Wall Street chapter 9 yeah uh, spent so much time with her also and then like like that moment before we like almost we separated uh and almost separated you know we were saying goodbye and mm -hmm. i was like do i have to pick and i was like thinking to myself like right now actually uh god this felt so much like how uh patrick wanted me wanted me to play doki doki <laughs> I was I was very ambivalent about my choices in Doki Doki Literature Club, and I was just thinking about this regarding Final Fantasy VII remake, and I was like, "Wow, like 
<laughs> I was I was really rooting for Tifa, and now like I had Aerith, and now uh, it's yeah. So I stopped during the Wall Street part. I stopped during the squats. I was oh, doing the squat squats. Game. Yeah. yeah, I was doing the squats, and I stopped. That's where I stopped. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, I need to I need to play that. Did, did, did you do the the uh, was the boss house uh, like yes, monster house? I, yeah, I fought the <laughs> I fought the house. Oh, I love that boss. <laughs> it's so crazy, and it's so like beautifully amplified in this remake like how over the top it is with the like announcer just narrating your entire fight it's just so ridiculous but so epic um but yeah Aerith's uh, ability to to double to double your magic attack plus amplify its damage oh <laughs> oh when she goes oh that's gonna suck not having that ability anymore. Uh, so yeah, you really, really, really need to finish this, and then I can have finally someone to spoiler talk this with. <laughs> so, so there we have it: the Cuckoo Attack top five. So, I mean, if if two people have picked the Final Fantasy VII remake, then that is the game of the year. Go, go play it. <laughs> it is everything you've wanted all these years, waiting for. A remake of this game seriously i mean also for me like music plays such a key part in like a lot of like the media i consume it, but <clears throat> so just having that music play in the background is it just yes. It's it's pure nostalgia that's been upgraded. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, cool alright well there it is with that I think we finished right at two one hour late as what we wanted two hours and 32 minutes um, we probably could have split this into two episodes which you might be able to do with some editing Ooh. magic potentially editing make it double the video projection so we can look like we've been busy because <laughs> we definitely could have just done a podcast episode and then done a game of the year episode because the game of the year episode was about an hour and 30 minutes <laughs> so <laughs> roughly so um but yeah with that said we you know we finally got an episode out are done recorded we'll, we'll get it out and um hopefully not have such a long hiatus between things I'm sure we can come and up we with still some... have to do our uh, our 2022 fantasy draft correct we're gonna do a fantasy draft for sure yep. so that'll that'll probably be done in the next like five days so we'll have that up shortly and then hopefully hopefully have another keep us waiting for some good news to talk about so. yeah good news what's that i forgot what good news is <laughs> but with that said that's the end of this episode hope you had a merry christmas as it is no longer christmas here <laughs> and as always until next time everyone happy gaming and probably by the time this post happy new year <laughs> So we will talk to you guys then. See.
Stop.